Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. I hope I'm going out in the year very clear tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Uh, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. We hear about the flood in Louisiana that has been happening in these uh, past days, how all this bad weather is going around the west of the United States, which we have spoken here on the Lord's Hour Prophetic. Hallelujah. How the, the plates. Hallelujah, uh, the earth plates, hallelujah, are shifting, hallelujah, the earth plates are shifting, the tectonic plates are shifting, hallelujah, and, and it's all, we're all going, it's all going to start in the United States and across some of the European countries, all these bad weather, brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord, and, and man, it's, it's so sad to to be giving out all these words, but they're coming to pass so fast. And I got people writing to me, hallelujah, how they're seeing these bad weathers in the state that they're in. Thank you, Jesus. And we want to pray for them. I want to invite everyone to pray for them, to keep the state of Louisiana in prayer, and the rest of the state that are going to have these bad weather, these floods, and much more. The earthquakes are going to be higher as they've been happening in the Solomon Islands, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Uh, Brother Mike, I don't know if you can hear me clearly. You can type one in the chat room if you can hear me. So I know you can hear me fine there in California. Thank you, Jesus. So these earthquakes are going to um, be much stronger as they happen in the Solomon Islands, brothers and sisters. Uh, I feel sad for a lot of people. Hallelujah, who, who thought that uh, these words were not going to be happening so soon. But I heard from God that these things were going to start happening. Hallelujah, I seen, more, more I seen, the Lord did communicate to me, but mostly I was seeing with my own eyes these things unfolding, brothers and sisters, and, and they're just, they just going to get worse, they're going to get worse. I don't want to be a messenger, a messenger of bad news. Thank you, Brother Mike. But I will tell people the truth of what God is revealing to me in regard to these earthquakes that are coming to the land of the United States. Earthquakes, floods, hallelujah, and there are tsunamis. The Lord has told us they are coming a little later, but the earthquakes and the flood, the rain, are going to get worse as the weather is changing, uh, they're not going to stop. Uh, like a lot of people think, all yeah, oh, these are just seasonal, we- uh, uh, seasonal uh, bad weather. No, no, these are going to continue to get worse. This, this is the change that we've been talking about that are going to get worse. I, I've been getting uh, emails from people that are worried about these things. Uh, because a lot of people, I, I thought the Lord had me give word before, and we have waited a few years. Hallelujah. And nothing has happened yet. They think that these things are not going to happen when they are going to happen fast, in such a, uh, a fast 
so fast that people are going to be shocked and surprised how fast they are going to happen. Again, I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm here to tell people the truth. They are going to get worse. The best thing we can do is pray fast, pray for our family, pray for our loved ones, brothers and sisters. It's the best thing we can do. These are signs, signs of the end, and they are going to continue to happen. God has warned and warned and warned many of my God and made fun of God, and this is not going to continue to happen for very much longer. Now it's time for these signs to come to pass, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. This titanic play, as I saw them shifting, was shifting slow, but they were shifting. And I knew that when they completely shift to the United States, the major earthquakes are going to hit this land, like the state of California. We've seen a 5.1, 5.7, and hallelujah, shaking the state where everyone from one corner to another of the state felt the earthquake. So it's going to get worse. It's going to double and maybe triple the effect. It's, it's, it's what is in the horizon, brothers and sisters, prophetically. And, and I, I want to tell you to continue to pray for you and your family. I said, shake worse. Don't get scared, but hold on to the Lord. Hold on to Jesus. Trust only in the Lord in all this. Seek the Lord with all your heart. God is seeking for people to repent. But if they don't repent, as they refuse to repent, it's going to get a lot worse. They are going to see the hand of God shake the earth. If God said he would shake the heaven, imagine if he's going to shake the earth, this, hallelujah, are going to continue to happen more and more and more. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. I'm looking up at the magnitude 5.1, the hit California, August 9, at 10.59. I can see the wave around the state of California. Brothers and sisters, it's going to get worse. Uh, as you see it happen, you know that you heard that it, we've been warned that it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get better for the bride of Christ who is going home, brothers and sisters. That's it. For the bride of Christ that is going home. Now, I was taking to a place in heaven yesterday morning. Uh, I want to share this revelation from heaven, brothers and sisters. In heaven, where I was take, I was taken there. My soul was taken there, and I was being held by angels. The presence of Father in that place, it is very mighty, very strong. I could hardly stand. I could hardly see because of the powerful light and presence of God, I tell you this. Brothers and sisters, it, there, there is such a presence of God in this place, hallelujah, that I could hardly stand in that presence of God there. But I, what I was seeing there, I was seeing the souls of them that are praying to God 
petition, prayer petition to God that are asking God, brothers and sisters, special petition, prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And in what I was seeing there, hallelujah, the Apostle Paul said to the Philippians, I want to go into the word, 4-6, be nothing, hallelujah, careful. This is, this is the King James. No, this is actually the Geneva. Be nothing careful, but in all things, let your request be shown unto God in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with giving up thanks. Praise the Lord. Uh, this, this, let me read what the King James says about this. Praise the Lord. That was the Geneva. Uh, it says, fret not about anything, or be afraid about anything, but in everything, by, by prayer, I'm sorry, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request remain known unto God. This is what God, brothers and sisters, wants each and one of us to do. Not to be worried, not to be afraid, hallelujah, but to let our petition prayer be known unto him. In other words, before you're so full of fear, then don't be full of fear. Hallelujah. Trust God. God is going to take care of you. That God is going to answer your prayer. Hallelujah. Get into that position in the spirit where you can trust God with all your heart and lean on to your own understanding. Brothers and sisters, I thank you, Lord. Trust God with all your heart and not lean on to all your own understanding. It's very important. We pray. We seek God. We trust God no matter what is happening, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Fear is what wants to get hold of us, hallelujah, when we're going through difficult times. But if we learn to trust the Lord, no matter what we're going through, hallelujah, we will always have, have, have a victory. victory. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. It's very important that we learn to trust the Lord. Very important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to trust the Lord uh, no matter what we're going through. Thank you, Jesus. And that God, because God, as you trust the Lord, God will get the glory. You will glorify God when you have learned to trust the Lord. Again, fear not about anything. Fear not about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplications, as well, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That's when you get into that position in God, that, that place in God when you can trust God no matter what's going on in your life. Hallelujah. You're not sinning when you are trusting God, but you are sinning when you are not. So it's better to trust the Lord than anything else. First John 5.15, if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever, he hear us whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petition that we desire of him. How do we know he hear us, brothers and sisters, if we are keeping his commandment, if we are doing what God is saying to us to do, if we are walking in obedience, hallelujah, we're seeking righteousness and holiness, if we are in communion with God, very important, in the last day, that we are in communion Hallelujah. In union. Communion. Thank you, Jesus. Communion 
It's out the spirit. It's of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's very important in these last days. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we are in communion. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, first Corinthians, uh, Second Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Thought the apostle Paul, the brethren, the brothers and sisters. A lot of people have not learned to have communion with the Holy Spirit. Communion is communication. Where you communicate with the Holy Spirit daily, where you talk to him, where you talk to the Lord, and you are communicating, you are praying, but you're also asking God to answer you. Hallelujah. Have you prayed for God to answer you? Have you talked to God and asked God to talk back to you? Very important, because a lot of people like likes other people to talk to them. That's normal. But Hallelujah. What God prefer you to do is ask him to talk back to you. That's communion. That's communication, brothers and sisters. For you to get to the place where you have communion with the Holy Spirit, it is when you talk to him and he talks back to you. But if you are only the one talking and he's not talking to you, there is no communion. The word union comes with the word being one, unity, community. See how the word comes together? Community, unity, oneness in the Lord, in the Spirit. And that's where God wants you and I to be, to be one with him through the Holy Spirit, to be communicating with him. When we seek to talk to him and we seek for him to talk to us, it is something we need to ask of the Lord, that he will talk to us, that he will communicate with us, that he will communion with us, because that's his promise in the word. Again, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's by grace I will say, the love of God, his love endures forever, and the communion, the unity of the Holy Ghost be with you Oh, Amen. This has to be, hallelujah, part of the bride of Christ, having communion, having unity with the Holy Spirit, communicating with God through the Holy Spirit daily, talking to God, God talking to us, that you are not just happy that you pray to God, but you're also very happy that God is talking back to you. Very important. God said he will have communion with us in the last days and that he will pull down his spirit upon all flesh, and they will prophesy. Prophecy has to do with you hearing what God has to say, and you are communicating to someone else. That is communion of God with us in the last day. That is God talking to us. We are listening to God, and then we are communicating that message to others. That is prophecy. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. There is the, the, the gift of prophecy, 2 Corinthians 12, hallelujah. And there's also the ministry of prophecy, Ephesians 4. Thank you, Lord. When you are a prophet by ministry or you are a prophet by gift, which also becomes a ministry. Thank you, Lord. Uh, they are not limited to anything. 
It all has to do with our communion. Some people think so because someone is a prophet by ministry, brothers and sisters, that person is greater. I used to think the same. But it has nothing to do with how great above they are. Uh, it has to do with the communion with the Holy Spirit, the communion with God, the unity of God talking to us and we talking to him. Thank you, Lord. That's what it has to do with our relationship with God, our obedience, our submission, our keeping his commitment. That's what it has to do with because there are people who have the gift who God is using mightily, even more mightily than, that, than those that have the ministry. Why is that, some people may ask? Because of the communion. That's what it is. Thank you, Lord. And this is why we have to, thank you, Jesus, have communion. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are three different types of communion, but the one with God is the number one. Listen to this. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? There are communion of light and darkness on this earth currently that are not which are not of God. Although some churches may embrace them, some churches embrace communion with you. And the unbeliever, the word of God, hallelujah, hallelujah reject that, those communion. God reject those communion. If it's not, if God rejects it in his word, I mean, God directly rejects it. Those type of communion. God don't want you to have no communion with darkness. Some Christians are taught in churches to communicate with darkness. That is fine to talk to demons. Hallelujah. People that are possessed with demons. Or. People that are not that are non-believers, that it's okay to have a, a relationship with them. Hallelujah! As a believer, that this that that is contrary to the word of God, to what God thinks. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Be ye not equally. God said, do not do it. Churches are saying, doing it. That's where you need to be careful. Joke together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness and communion, hallelujah, like with darkness? What communion? What union? What unity? None in the spirit. None in God. God had nothing to do with the devil and his kingdom. Absolutely nothing. Praise the Lord. But God created everything, though. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. But our relationship is not with the devil or no demon. Our relationship is only with Jesus Christ. With his Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord. First Corinthians 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is not the communion of the bride of Christ. Uh, that, that has another meaning in itself. Thank you, Lord. That's Paul talking to the churches in regard to communion. Communion, sharing the blood of Christ and the, the body and the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. In church as we come together. Praise you, Lord. So we have to be very careful, brothers and sisters, because if we do according to the word, whatever we ask, the Bible says we will receive. That's what's important in all this. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what is important, that if we know what the word says and we do it, hallelujah, according to the word of God, God will hear us. 
Hallelujah. And we do want God to hear us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want God to hear us when we pray, brothers and sisters. Now, in that place that I was taken in heaven, brothers and sisters, what I noticed was that people's uh, souls were, be, were being brought to that place in heaven yesterday morning. And, and as they were being brought to that place in heaven, brothers and sisters, some people had shorter prayers. Whatever prayer they were asking God, they were simple, light prayers that they would ask of God, and God was answering those prayers. I saw the angel bringing their soul there, and as, as the prayer will be in, the prayer request will be an answer, the angel will bring the soul there quickly and move them out. It was like being in the Daytona 500 in the middle of it, because all these people were being brought in by angel, whole by angel, and their prayer will be an answer quickly, and they will be moved out quickly like this card in race. But there were other people like me who had all these prayers before the Lord, and I saw people there that I could recognize. And we were standing there, and what the Lord was letting me know is that God was very happy that we have these prayers for other people and for many other things that we are waiting on the Lord for our prayer and that we are now rushing. We are not in the rush, and we're not doing simple prayer. But our prayer are for soul to be saved, hallelujah, for people to be healed, family to be saved, and we are constantly in those prayer requests before God. We are not quitting. We are waiting on God. We were believing God. And, and so one of the holy redeemed that was there began to talk to me about God and answering prayer. And she said to me, do you believe God is going to answer everyone's prayer or your prayer? And I say, yes, God is going to answer all prayer. And she said, that is right. And he's going to answer this. So if God is going to answer every prayer, God is going to answer every prayer, she said. Why? Why do you need to fear? Huh. And I said, that is right. That is right. And she smiled with such a great smile. And she had such a glory of God on her, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. I cannot stop staring her to her for this anointing that's redeemed her, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. So thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Prayer, brothers and sisters, are going to be answered by God. Now is the time where we need to trust God. And that's what is what's being revealed to me. That this is the timing, brothers and sisters, to trust God. Hallelujah. Trust God. This is the time that we need to spend it trusting the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and learn, lean not unto thy own wisdom, and all thy way acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy way. This is very, very important, brothers and sisters, that in these last days, we don't focus on the evil, on the flooding, on the earthquakes and tsunami that are coming, because they will kill many people. Thousands of people in the flood and earthquakes are going to die, maybe in the millions. As you see this, if you are not trusting the Lord with all your heart, 
you are going to lose faith. You are going to backslide. You're going to run away from the Lord if you are not trusting in the Lord with all your heart. That's what it was being given to me from the Lord. And that's what I'm going to share tonight, that we need to be trusting the Lord now more than ever. Why is that, Brother Elby? Because great judgment, the, the, the earth, uh, hallelujah, plates are shifting to this area and others. Great floods and earthquakes are, are beginning to happen already in the United States. Some people, as they heard me last week give that warning from God, they immediately began to see the rain and things began to happen immediately, exactly as the Lord has shown me that it would happen. They are going to get worse, but our trust is in the Lord. It's not on nature. It's not on the land. It's not on the country. It's not on man. This, hallelujah, is a warning to those that are trusting on what they have, on the dollar or money, hallelujah, or the economy, or the stock market. Be very careful because of all those things that are falling down. If you are not trusting on the Lord, you will lose hope. God don't want us to lose hope. God wants us, hallelujah, to have great hope. As people continue to lose their lives, two people lost their lives this past day in Louisiana, Florida. I saw on YouTube a truck, a, a truck trailer and another tr- a smaller truck falling by the water and people disappearing in the flood. It is so sad, my brothers and sisters, but these things are going to happen. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul says to the Romans in Romans 5, 4, Impatient and experience and experience hope. Hope we are going to gain as we learn to trust the Lord. That's how we are going to to learn to grow in hope, my brother, my sister. It is very important. We have hope. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, Joel 4.6. It is not this thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope in the uprightness of thy way. The word of God gives us hope. Hallelujah. As we trust the Lord, we will, shalom, Sister Mary, we will have hope, brothers and sisters. Very important. Hallelujah. Joel 5.16. So the poor have hope, the iniquity stop her mouth. Thank you, Jesus. As we grow in hope in our iniquity, says Joe. Oh, that is so awesome to learn. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joe 6, 11. What is my strength that I should hope? What is my end that I should prolong my life? Thank you, Jesus. We learn hope again. Joe 6, 20. They were confounded because they had hope. They came uh, hither and were ashamed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you have hope, God will keep you. That's what kept Job because he had hope. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Job 8.13, so are the pattern of all that forget God. 
the hypocrite, hope shall perish. That is true also. Hallelujah. If you, the hypocrite hope, because it's not in God, shall perish. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we shall have hope in the Lord only and trust in the Lord. It's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 31. Hallelujah. Psalm 31, 24. Be a good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, and ye that have hope in the Lord. You see, when you have hope in the Lord, the Lord will strengthen your heart. Your heart receives strength. Maybe you're losing your strength. How do you gain your strength? Have hope only in the Lord, and you will regain your strength from the Lord. He'll give you strength when you only have hope in him. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you got that one there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 22, hallelujah, 33, 18. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that have hope in his mercy. You want God's eyes to be on you? Have hope in his mercy. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Very important to have hope in the mercy of the Lord. His mercy endure forever. So it's fine for you and I to have hope in his mercy. Hallelujah. Because it's endure forever. It's not going to end. It's not going to finish. It's always going to be there. So we are better off when we have hope in the mercy of God because his mercy endures forever. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 33, 22. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us. According to us, we hope and thee. His mercy will remain upon us as we are hoped in his. In him, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. This is why we need to only trust the Lord. Have hope in him. Thank you, Jesus. Pray that your hope be stronger. Pray that your hope will grow. Pray that your hope will mature in the Lord. As you make sure, as you learn to trust the Lord, your hope will make sure. Mature. Thank you, Jesus. Your hope will mature, brothers and sisters. You want your hope to mature. You want your hope to grow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Psalm 38, 15. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope that I will hear me, O Lord, my God. You see that as your hope makes sure when you pray, you know God will hear you. You see what's important, brothers and sisters? When you got hope in God, as you pray, you know that God will hear you. Because you got hope in him. You have no doubt, but you got hope. Thank you, Lord. We need to grow in hope, brothers and sisters. Hope is so powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He teaches us through his word. Everything we need to know and need to have is in his word. Psalm 39, 7. And now, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in thee. You see, that way, God, you need to be specific. Of whom do you have your hope? Do you have your hope in God? Or do you have to hope on why you have one, your nation, or your country, or your government? You need to be specific with your hope. If your hope is on the things on this earth, it's going to perish. But if your hope is on Christ, if your hope is on God, everyone will perish because God is eternal. Christ is eternal. 
Your hope will be eternal. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you can receive that. You need to have the, your hope in the right place. Thank you, Jesus. You need to put your hope in, your hope in the right place. Thank you, Jesus. Because if your hope is in the right place, it will not perish. If your hope is in God, who is eternal, your hope will not perish. But your hope will last forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, especially in these last day. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. David went through so much. He is a person that can share with us his own experience with God because he walked closely with God. He talked to God. He sought the Lord. He had such a great relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. He saw the hand of God in his behalf. He saw how God fought for him, how God raised him, and how God established his kingdom, brothers and sisters. How God delivered him from the hands of Saul, King Saul, and all his enemies, brothers and sisters, the Philistines. Thank you, Jesus. David was a man of victory in the Lord. David was a man according to God's own heart, brothers and sisters. He was so close with God. He had such a great relationship with God. Who, like David, can, can teach us how to walk with God, how to have a good relationship with God. David is that man, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 42, 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquiet within me? Hope thou, thou in God, for I should ye praise him for, he, for, for the help of his countenance. God is with us, brothers and sisters. No matter who comes against us, he is with us, and he's going to help us when we trust in him. When we hope in him, we will have a sure victory. Trusting and hoping, trusting is taking, is going to the higher level, becoming hoping in God. Thank you, Jesus. Hope is the higher level of trusting. In other words, thank you, Jesus. We need to get to the level where we trust God and in God alone. David got to that level in his relationship with the Lord. He got to the level where he went from trusting God to the level of hoping. Hope. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hope is a higher level of faith. When you have faith in the Lord, faith in his promise, you go to the other level, which is hope. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. David spoke to his own soul that it was down. What art thou cast down, O my soul? His soul was down. Hallelujah. He spoke to his soul, brothers and sisters. He spoke to himself. Why am I down? I thank you, Lord. Have you spoken to yourself? Have you said to yourself, why am I down? David was that type of believer. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 43, 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquiet what they mean? Hope in God, for I should be praising, who is the help of the countenance of my God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 62, 10. Trust not in oppression, but, but put not vain hope in robbery. If riches increase, set your heart upon them. Now, you see, now we trust in the Lord, not in riches, but in the Lord. 
Psalm 71.5. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust for my youth. Since he was a young man, which we know when, when Samuel went to anoint David, he was just a young boy. But he had hope in the Lord already. He had learned, Shalom, Deborah Levi, to trust the Lord to no matter what he went through. He had total hope in the Lord, so he had grown to hope. His faith had grown to hope. He was holding on to the Lord no matter what he was going through. You never heard... You never heard uh, David complain, but David, in the midst of the difficult time, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Give God the glory. Because David was walking in hope in the Lord only and nothing else. That's why David, when he was running for King Saul, he can sleep in the cave and not be worried of what may happen to him. Because David had learned to hope in the Lord since his youth. He trusted the Lord since his youth, brothers and sisters. And that is important. When you learn to walk with God, no matter what comes, you stay in the hope with God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm uh, 71, 14. But I will hope continuously. I will yet praise thee more and more. You see that when you got hope in the Lord, when something bad happens, you will learn to praise the Lord because your hope is in the Lord. Although someone may want to walk away, not you. You will praise God no matter for what happened in your life because you know greater is he that is, hallelujah, that is in us. You know that God is going to give us a sure victory. That's what yesterday morning that redeems us to me in heaven. Elvis. You know that God would answer your prayer. I said, amen. So you don't need to fear. You don't need to fear because you know he would answer. And I said, amen to that. And she was smiling. Thank you, Lord. That is true, brothers and sisters. That is totally true. We know that God is going to answer. We know that God is faithful. We know that God cannot lie because God is not the son of man that he will lie or the son of man that he will repent. God is God. Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he was giving up his life. No one taking my life, but I give it on myself. He was still God in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. He was still God in heaven as he was still being crucified. Was anyone taking his life? No. He was from heaven watching his own life over himself. Oh, I thank you, Lord, if you can understand me. He was still being God. Thank you, Lord. He was not afraid of dying because they could not hold him. The sepulchre could not hold him. Why can they do not hold the Lord? For one thing, according to God, just dead, hallelujah, all creation is submitted to, to the almighty justice. They could not hold him because there was no sin in him. There was nothing they could hold on to. He had never sinned. He was holy and pure before the, the mighty eye of the mighty judge. So they could not hold him. Why can hell do not hold him? Well, hell could not hold him and punish him because he done no evil. <laughs> he had done no evil. That's why hell cannot punish him. Hell cannot hold Jesus because 
not killed the righteous. The righteous is full of life. Life cannot be killed. Oh, I thank Jesus. I hope you get it. I hope you can get it in your spirit. You see, death could not hold him. He had no sin. Hell cannot punish him because he had done no evil. You see, right, righteous, the righteous cannot live in hell. The righteous can only live in heaven because in hell is a place to punish the guilty. Death can only hallelujah, kill, praise the Lord, those that are dead. Jesus was never dead. He was alive. So death could not kill him. Haiti cannot punish him because he had done no evil. You see why the righteous cannot live in hell. This is why you and I cannot live in hell if we are repenting daily. It's the blood of Jesus cleansing you and I daily. This is why it is not righteous for you and I to go to hell. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you get it. It is not righteous for hell to punish you if you are repenting your sin and the blood of Jesus and cleansing you and the right justice of God, you cannot go to hell. Hell cannot hold you. Hell cannot punish you. And death cannot kill you neither. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you can receive that. That's why a demon cannot live in heaven because a demon is guilty by his action. Death will have to torment him because he is dead. But a believer is totally different. Hell cannot punish a believer who is repenting and is under the blood of Jesus. That righteous man, that righteous woman can only live in heaven in a righteous place. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, because that person is repenting, is under the blood. There is no kill in which hell can punish them and hold them down. I thank you, Jesus. There is no way hell can punish the innocent. There is no way death can kill life. I thank you, Lord. If we are in Christ, we are a new creature. Thank you, Jesus. We have passed from death to life. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I hope you get this. We have passed from death to life. And because death cannot kill life, death cannot hold us. Because hell cannot punish the innocent by the guilty. Hallelujah. Hell cannot also neither punish us. You see what's going on here about creation. All creation has to submit to God's law. God the Father who created all, everything is submitted under his law. This is why through Christ, Through Christ, we have forgiven our sins. Through Christ, hallelujah, our sins are removed by his blood. Through Christ, we have come into new life. Life is given to us through Christ. As we are coming to his place, a Christ, hell cannot punish us. They cannot kill us. So the only place where you and I can be, it's heaven. Brothers and sisters, this is why under God's law, under God's judgment, God being the judge of all. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You who is repenting your sin daily to Christ, you cannot go to hell. Hell is not a place 
for you to go to. Brothers and sisters, there is no way you can go to hell because I will not be your place. Because if you're repenting your sin daily to Christ, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Hell cannot hold you. If they come for you, hallelujah, they cannot kill you if you are repenting your sin daily and the blood of Jesus cleansing you, you are receiving life and they cannot kill life neither. So neither hell and neither death can hold you, but the only place you got to be taken is to heaven. Oh, I thank you, Lord. This is how God loves and justice works, brothers and sisters. You got to learn this through the word of God. Learn it for your own well, brothers and sisters. Learn God's word. Learn God's law. Learn God's justice through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you can stand on the word. So you can repent daily. Don't listen to those that you said that you don't need to repent daily. Hallelujah. We are like silly machines. We sin every day. Brothers and sisters, we sin constantly in our minds and heart. But if we repent constantly in our mind and heart, we know that we are forgiven. We know that the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Hallelujah. And we are put in a secure high place in God because in Jesus because Jesus is in God. I thank you, Lord. And know that the Father has his mind, said Jesus, John 17. So everything the Lord has is ours because we are part of his body. See, what a lot of people don't understand by the word, that everything the Father has is given to Jesus. Jesus gives it to the church. So when you receive a Christ out for you, you are receiving what Father also has for you. God has created everything. God owns everything. Jesus, took, Jesus and God owns everything. And we in Christ now comes owner of everything that God has. Brothers and sisters, we come to be heir in Christ Jesus. That's what the apostle is explaining to the church as he said to them, that we have come to be heir. Thank you, Lord. Many people don't have not understand why does the Apostle Paul keep saying that we have become heir in Christ, heir through Christ? Because everything God has, now Christ belongs to Christ. Jesus said, all of the Father has his mind. And all that the Christ has belongs to us. We are his bride. We are his church. That's not a woman when she marry a man. She also, hallelujah, comes to own 50 of it. Brothers and sisters. Does she not owe 50% of what he has in marriage, through marriage? Everything he has, when he dies, she owns. Now Christ has died. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, he's all <laughs> Well, she owns 50% while he's still alive. When the man dies, she now owns 100% of what he has. How much Christ died on the cross? For us to own everything now through him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, everything Christ owns, everything Jesus has belongs to us also. This is why when we come to the throne, the Bible teaches us, hallelujah, come to the throne boldly. What is that? Knowing that everything he has, we also own. 
when you come to pray in such a faith and you claim everything God has to be yours, when you claim that God is your Father, Jesus is your Lord, and you come and your intercessor and your mediator, and you come with a trust and faith in God, everything that God has, hallelujah, comes to be part of you. Thank you, Lord. They have already come when you receive Christ. Come boldly to the throne. The part that people are having difficult is coming boldly to the throne, brothers and sisters. They come to the throne like strangers, full of doubt and unbelief. How do you want how do you want to come to your father? Hallelujah. Or to your wife, doubting that she's your wife. Doubting that she, I'm, I'm losing your wife now. How will your wife feel? This is to the men now, to the men that are listening. How does your wife feel if you come to her doubting that she is faithful to you? That everything she swears to be with you when she marries you, she's not doing. Not believing anything she said. Hallelujah. How does your wife feel about that? That everything she swore to do, to marry you unto death, hello, you're doubting her, you're not trusting her. How do your wife feel about that? That's how the Lord feels when you come to him that, with that same attitude to him. Not believing his promise, not believing what he already promised you and said he will give you, not believing everything he said you would have, brothers and sisters that he will listen to you, that he will intercede for you. You're coming to pray to him without an unbelief. How do you think he feels about that? He won't feel okay because it's not okay. It's not a righteous attitude. It's not a righteous prayer. But the Bible says come to the throne boldly, boldly trusting him, believing his promise. One of the things the Lord says to me the other day in heaven, Hallelujah. To, to, to believe his promise, he says. My promise, he says, are true and faithful. True and faithful. That's what his word says they are, brothers and sisters. So when we come to him, should we come to him doubting or believing? He doesn't want us to doubt or have any unbelief about his promise. He wants us to come to him believing everything he says in his word, trusting everything he says to us. And knowing that everything is true, that's how he wants you and I to come to him, brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Not doubting or with unbelief in which many wants to come and many in which many comes to the Lord. That's not the right attitude, brothers and sisters. It is not the right way to pray with God. God wants to give to us the, uh, the prayer of a heart. He wants to answer the petition of a heart, especially for our family and our children, especially to, for our unsafe family that have not known the Lord. He wants to save them for a sick family that are sick. He wants to heal them. But he wants us to believe him in his promise that when we come to him, if he knows that you are doubting him, if you know you have doubt in your heart, if you're doubting in your mind, you stop before you pray. And you say, Lord, hail my unbelief. 
I, I wonder if I wonder for years about that man. Why did he say help my unbelief? Because faith doesn't need help. Hallelujah. Everything is possible to those that believe. Faith doesn't need help. It is unbelief that need help, brothers and sisters. That's why that man said help my unbelief. He know he was doubting. He know he was not believing God. So he was sincere in his heart to tell God, hell, my own belief. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That's what you and I need to say sincerely from our heart. If we know we're doubting, if we know we're not praying with faith, that before we do, we repent our doubt in our own belief to God. And we say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry for doubting you and your word and your promise. I'm sorry for my unbelief to your promise and your word, Lord. Please forgive me. Remove these things from my life, my heart, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, and let your faith only take place in me when I pray, Lord, only by faith. Did he not say the righteous will live by faith? The righteous will walk by faith and not by sight. Now, let me tell you what the Lord showed me in heaven yesterday morning. What the Lord showed me was that there were people who were praying, who had a little prayer, who were being answered, that as the angel brought their soul through, as they received a prayer, they were immediately taken out. But some of their prayer, some of their petition were not according to the will of God. And God was not pleased with what they were asking him. They must have been asking him for money. It could have been a car. It could have been something simple that God could give them at any time. But they were not praying for the family to be saved. They were not praying for soul and the kingdom to be prayed constantly. They were not praying, hallelujah, for people to be delivered. For more people to know Christ. They were not praying for the most fundamental will of God. They were praying for only interesting that things that pass away, things that are temporary. They were not praying for the heart of God for more souls to be saved through Christ. And I was looking at that with my own eyes, brothers and sisters. And hallelujah, I can feel that God will not please with the things some of, a lot of these people are asking. And I was thinking there, hallelujah, and I'm standing there. I can hardly stand in that glory of God. I, I see people coming through the throne for prayer and coming out of there quickly. There were other people's souls that were remaining there because they had great prayer. Their prayer, I knew, please God, because their prayer was for souls to be saved, for family to be saved, brothers and sisters. Their prayer were for the kingdom of Christ, brothers and sisters, for the kingdom of Christ to grow, for the word of God to be passed, hallelujah, that the end will not come until the gospel will reach the end of the earth. Their prayer were kingdom prayer. Their prayer were according to God's heart prayer. They knew what, what was in the heart of Christ. 
They knew what was in the mind of Christ. They knew what God wanted them to pray for. And that was their main focus for their prayer before the throne of God. And it pleases God. I knew as I was standing there, the heart of God was being poured on me. And how pleased he was with these people who were praying for the need of others. Brothers and sisters, constantly coming before the throne. And the Lord was letting me know I hear them. They're in my heart. They're praying according to my own heart desire and not their own desire. All the people that were coming faster to the throne of God were coming for their own desire. So they were quickly out of the throne because that was their desire that they were praying for, the desire of the flesh, temporary desire. And God was letting me know that that was not pleasing to him. Although he was answering them because his promise are true, amen, it was not pleasing to God that it was not what God wanted them to pray for. God was granting them, but these that were praying for God's hard desire were totally pleasing God. Because everything the Lord desired us to pray for, hallelujah, we know because it is in his word and his promise, and we were praying for those things. And the Lord let me know, hallelujah, that we, we pray for the things of God's heart. We will remain in God's heart, and God's heart will be put in our life when we pray according to the desire of his heart. Oh, I thank you, Lord. It was so deep. How can I describe what I was seeing, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. How can I explain what I was seeing in heaven? Because all these revelations were coming to me as I was there. I was looking also at those that were praying after God's heart. God's presence was on them. I knew the spirit was on them because they were praying. According to the desire of God, of what God wanted them to pray for. Just like James said, that if we know we pray according to his will, we will receive, hallelujah, the prayer that we're asking for. Brothers and sisters, we need to learn to pray. We need to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus according to his will, so we can receive, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, according to our prayer. You see, everything, hallelujah, God wants us to do it in his will, brothers and sisters. If we learn to pray according to his will, he will give us the desire of our hearts. But we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says. So we should know what is pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians fourteen fifteen. What is this then then? I will pray with, with the Spirit. I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with understanding also. You know what he's teaching us? When you pray, the Apostle Paul is teaching us. Pray. Shalom there, Jeremy. Pray with understanding. Know what you're praying for, in other words. Know what you are praying for. 
Don't pray without your understanding. Know what God wants you to pray for according to his word. And then pray without understanding, knowing what he wants you to pray for in your mind and heart. And as you pray according to his word, as you pray according to what God wants you to pray for, you know that you will receive it. You know that you will receive what God has for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Colossians 1.9. For, for this cause also, says the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you to, to desire that ye may be filled with knowledge of his will in wisdom and in spiritual understanding. What, is, what are many people lacking today? Spiritual understanding. Knowing what the Spirit wants you to pray for? Do you know what God wants you to pray for? No. Listen careful now. Do you know what God wants you to pray for? No. Again. So why are you saying that, Brother Owen? Listen, listen careful now. But the Spirit of God, who is in God, knows what God wants you to pray for. So if you and I walk in the Spirit, we will always know what God wants us to pray for. Thank you, Lord. I hope you get that one. If not, I'm going to give you more Bible verses that are going to help you understand what I'm saying to you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of God, brothers and sisters, knows, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Know the mind of God. Thank you, Lord. Know what God wants you to pray for. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. He knows what God wants you to pray for. He knows God's own heart. In other words, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Listen to this. Listen to this. Romans eight twenty seven. He that searches the heart, knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit, because he make an intercession for the saints according to the word of God. It's as your spirit, which is the Lord, the Lord Jesus, takes your prayer to a higher level and intersection. He takes your prayer, my prayer, to a higher level in God in intersection. He lets you know to your heart, to your spirit, what God wants you to pray for. And he takes that prayer to a higher level in God. It's a communication. It's a communion. Remember the word communion we read earlier? is you communicating with God and God through his spirit communicating back to you. That is communion. Communion comes from the word union, unity, oneness, in other words. That's how God wants you and I to walk, brothers and sisters, in oneness, in total communion, total communication. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is awesome. God is awesome. God is great. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I'm going to go back there. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Uh, Romans 8, 22. For we know that the whole creation groan and travail and pain 
together until now. Is this happening? Yes. Why is it groaning? Why is it travailing? It is because this earth, when God created it, was to test men, was to test not only men, but his own creation. Earth is a place of testing, trials, and tribulation. Right from the beginning, we see God testing men in the garden. God put in the garden a fruit, a good and evil, and another fruit, brothers and sisters, and the other fruit of life. Thank you, Jesus. If men, men have the choice to eat from the fruit of good and evil and eat from the fruit of life. Now, in the same way, eat, eat from the fruit of good and evil, she could eat from the fruit of life in the same manner. The two trees were close to each other in the garden. She knew which of the two trees were different. She knew the difference. She knew that she can go to the tree of life and eat from the fruit of the tree of life. What would she receive when she ate from the tree of life, from the fruit of the tree of life? She would have received life. She would have received eternal life. She would have received abundant life. That's what she would have received. How do we know this, Brother, Brother Elby? How do you know that an arrogant need would have ate from the tree of life, from the fruit of the tree of life, they would have had life, they would have abundant life, and they would have eternal life. Because the tree of life represented Christ, brothers and sisters. It represented Christ, Jesus Christ, and the flesh. That's what it represented in material and a fruit. It, it represented Christ and the fruit. If she would have gone out to the tree of life, ate from the tree of life, she would have had no problem with the devil. Why? Jesus defeated the devil, all demon and principality, on the cross. The fruit of life represented Christ. It represented that life will have victory over death. I thank you, Jesus. By her eating from the tree of life, she would have had power over the devil. She already had it in Christ. But she would have sure power over the devil. The devil would have no access to her life. She would have been protected from the devil. She would have lived eternally in Christ. And she would have total victory. Because that's what you and I will see today when we receive Christ in our heart, in our life. And not. Brothers and sisters, I thank you, Lord. But when she chose to eat from the tree, from the fruit, hallelujah, good and evil, she chose the last fruit. She chose the fruit that has dead in it. Disobedience. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah, separation from God. She ate from the fruit that will separate her from God. Unless she repented, she could turn back to God. But she ate from the fruit that represent the separation, that represent the fallenness from God, away from God, dependency, but not from God. That's what she ate, brothers and sisters. And that was the problem that fruit had. Thank you, Jesus. Humanity today are in the same level in the choices because God made us free to choose 
Humanity today has the same choice. God is giving us through Christ still the fruit of life. Hallelujah. And we also have the fruit of good and evil. You choose to live without God, you're choosing good, hallelujah, evil. But if you choose to live in Christ, you are choosing the fruit of life that God put in the garden. Brothers and sisters, you are choosing to live eternally. You are choosing to have abundant life because that's what that fruit will give you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God in his wisdom acknowledge, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How put it in his word. Thank you, Jesus. For us to research it, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Revelation 22, 2 says this. In the midst of the tree of it, and the other side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bore 12 kinds of fruit, and yield her fruit in every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Now, I just saw something beautiful here that I wanted to share about the tree of life. i never seen this before, but I just noticed that now. Thank you, Lord. Listen careful. In the midst of the tree of life, on either side of the river, there was, in the midst of the tree, the, tree, uh, the street of it, the street, I'm sorry, not the tree, but the street of it. Hallelujah. On the other side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bore 12 kinds of fruit, and yield her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Now, before you can get to the tree of life, you have to go to the river. You have to go to the river. The river represents the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus also, brothers and sisters. The Lord himself will help us to make it to the other side. Brothers and sisters, the Lord will be there to help us, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, to make it to the other side. This is why we need to trust the Lord, brothers and sisters. We need to trust the Lord. Genesis 2.9, out of the ground may the Lord God grow in every tree that is pleasant to the sight of a good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You see, brothers and sisters, that both of these trees were bearing fruit next to each other. So why did Adam and Eve did not eat from the tree of life? In the moment they chose, hallelujah, to listen to the devil was the first disobedience. Hallelujah. They eat him from the tree. When they listened to Satan and went and ate from the food of good and evil, God immediately stopped them. God made the choice that they were not going to eat from the tree of life because you cannot eat from Christ and disobedience. You need to be repenting in order to eat from that tree of life, in order to have more Christ. In order to have abundant life, thank you, Jesus. So those nonsense 
that you know me to be in daily repentance is nonsense and is not of God. We must be in daily repenting to have that life of Christ and to have it abundantly because the blood of Christ cleanses us, you and I, from all unrighteousness, brothers and sisters. I'm going to play that urgent, urgent message word that God had me to give a few days ago, a reminder to those brothers and sisters now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that have not listened to it. And those that are seeing the judgment coming upon the United States and the different states, knowing that every judgment, hallelujah, is a confirmation of this word that God had me give last week. Hallelujah, and it's coming to be fulfilled. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There you go. God is very sad, brothers and sisters, because, hallelujah, of the events that are about to come to the earth. And um, thank you, Jesus. His children are now repenting as he had asked them to, through his prophet, to get their life ready with him. The Bible says very clear in Revelation 19 that his bride had made herself ready. It's up to us to repent. God has given us the gift of repentance, and it's up to us, hallelujah, to repent, to be in repentance now, now, hallelujah, to be taken for granted God's prophet, God's messages, because the time of warning is ending. Now is the time of judgment. It's what I saw. It's what I'm going to tell tonight, brothers and sisters. But before I do, I'm going to go into the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is good. In the book of Zechariah 14, 5 uh, 14.5 says, And ye shall flee unto the valleys of the mountains, for the valleys of the mountains to reach unto Asel, yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. The Lord my God shall come and all the saints with him. This sounds to me like the end of the tribulation. But he is also coming for his bride, though. That, that, is, that is a true fact. That Jesus is coming for his bride. That he promised her he will come for her. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And then we got Matthew 24, 7. For nation shall rise against nation. Hallelujah. And realm against realm. Hallelujah. Kingdom against kingdom. There should be famine and pestilence and the earthquakes and thy vapor. Diverse places. Now, realms against realms. This is the, the hallelujah, um, the Geneva translation, what I meant to say. Praise the Lord. Realms, realms, hallelujah. The King James of Nations. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Mark 13, 8 says, for nation, so this is, this is, I just share what Matthew saw. Now look what Mark heard. Uh, for nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there should be earthquakes in diverse quarters. But then he says also this, and there should be famine and trouble. These are the beginning of sorrow. This is why we need to, brothers and sisters, read what all four apostles talks about and what they heard Jesus said, teaching, because they all have something different to say from each other. And I'm going to read what Luke's out to say in regard to this. But you see what Mark just 
just added to this revelation. He says, these are the beginning of sorrow. The beginning of sorrow. Uh, praise the Lord. It's not sorrow. It's not the great revelation yet is what he's saying. It is only the beginning. Praise you, Lord, of the sorrow. We're not in it yet, but it's about to begin. The tribulation is about to begin. I want to share some, somewhat about the tribulation tonight because I had someone ask me to talk about the tribulation because it's been a great help, and not many people would like to stay in the tribulation. There are people repenting, repenting, because the Lord has quickened them to repent because they can feel in their spirit how close the tribulation is. It's very close. That's why the warning tonight, brothers and sisters, is a very serious warning because judgment, hallelujah, how already commenced. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Thank you, Lord. 2111, and great earthquakes, great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and hungers and pestilence, and fearful things, and great signs that shall be, there should be from heaven. Amen. Uh, from heaven. Uh, there are two ways to take this or to see this or believe this, from heaven and the heavenly above or from heaven from God. I, what I saw, what God showed me was from God. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and I knew it was God doing this. Praise you, Lord. And I'm going to tell you why. Thank you, Jesus. I'll get a little later. I just got to read the word because everything that God has to say is in his word. Everything we need to know is in his word. The word of God teaches our brothers and sisters. Amen. Uh, Jesus talks about a great earthquake, referring to the time of, of the difficult time, the beginning of sorrow. But going into tribulation, everything is great. That's one of the signs that is shown in the book of Revelation about the great tribulation. Jesus was the one that said great tribulation. He uses the word great. And then he says, like it never been before, and like it never has again, like it never been, will be again. It never happened before, it'll never happen again. But you may say, what about when after the thousand years, the Bible says, Revelation 20, that Satan is going to be loose for a short time. Isn't that going to be like a, like a great tribulation? No. Absolutely no. And I can explain to you why. Satan, it is just one individual, one fallen angel. But right now, he got billions of them with him, working with him, so you can understand me better. Doing evil with him, billions of them, brothers and sisters. Doing evil with him. When he's bound that thousand years, he get out by himself. And then he go gather the nation, people. But right now, he, he, in the tribulation, he loses all his demons. It's what the Bible teaches us. Praise the Lord. Of course, there will be people that will disagree. But we gotta stay in we gotta stay in the word. So he's one individual. Amen. So uh nation against nation. So Jesus said, Great tribulation, like it never was before, like it never be again. That's what the tribulation is. Now, Revelation six twelve. And behold, when he had opened the sixth seal, in law there was a great earthquake, and the sun was a block of suckler of hair, and the moon was like blood. Now, here you can see that the great tribulation that Jesus said it will come, talking about the seven-year tribulation. Now, in the tribulation, uh, Revelation 6, 12, 
which is in the in the pure event of the tribulation, when when all these demons are loose and they're doing evil, they're killing people up and down. Thirty foot demons are walking the earth, and the daylight people are running from them, trying to hide somewhere, but they can't. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says, and behold, there was open a sex seal. And, lo, there was a great earthquake. The sun was a block, a circle of air, and the moon was like blood. In a different time, Jesus had taken me to the tribulation. I saw a lot of evil. I saw a lot of demons doing evil to people. But at one time, when I was wondering, when will all that evil begin in those seven years? Because I did not know, brothers and sisters. And unless I hear from the Lord, I'm not going to make conclusion. Or, no, unless... If it's in the word, it's in the word. But if you don't know, you wait on the Lord. So I was waiting on the Lord before I can share even more. Because I had hundreds of people, maybe more, asking me daily more for more information. The Father showed me a, a revelation of the tribulation, and I saw thousands and billions and millions of demons coming from the air right at the beginning of the tribulation. And people could see them, and people were coming out of the movies from a theater somewhere, and they were looking up to the cloud, and I could hear young people in the seventh and their teen years screaming and running from these demons. And I saw how the demon was coming into them, and it looks like as the demon got into the body, it caused them great pain that they didn't want the demon in them. It was something horrible, brothers and sisters. But this was God showing me the beginning of the tribulation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This uh, hallelujah. Yesterday morning, what the Lord showed me, the Lord took me to the to the earth plate. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the earth plate, but I have a short audio that explains what the earth plates are. Amen. He took me and the spirit to the where, to the bottom of the earth where the earth plates are meet each other. And when I got there, brothers and sisters, what I saw was that. God was shifting the earth plate. But what the Lord was revealing to me, that every, every, every word that he had given me for his people in the prophet's word, too, that we have heard so many times here on the Lord's Tower, brothers and sisters, they all came to this moment the Lord was revealing to me to be fulfilled just, just at, this, at this moment where I was standing looking at the earth plates, hallelujah, and how they were shifting. We know that a lot of earthquakes have been happening in the Solomon Island, which is offshore, and not, pe people cannot be heard there. But in these major cities, if the earth plate shift, as the scientists are watching them, they will be major, brothers and sisters, earthquakes, hallelujah, happening around the world. Let me play an audio. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because I'm sure a lot of people don't know what the airplanes are, but I'm going to, thank you, Lord, uh, help my brothers and sisters understand more what they are. Thank you, Jesus. Before I continue, thank you, Lord. Because I'm going to share to you what I saw after that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. So let me share what the earth, earth plates are. 
I, I'm sorry for the delay here. Okay. Here is uh, the Titanic plates I'm talking about. Here a little bit about that. To understand more about plate tectonics and continental drift, we have to look deep inside the Earth. The Earth's interior consists of several different layers. The inner core, which is believed to be solid iron and which is very hot. The outer core, which is believed to consist of rocky material so hot and under such great pressure that it is in a liquid state. The mantle, which is not as hot as the outer core and not as liquid. The mantle's outermost portion is solid. This is the solid outer portion of the mantle. Above this is the outermost layer of the earth, the crust. Together, the crust and solid outer portion of the mantle form the Earth's outer shell. They are referred to as the lithosphere. It's not always easy to see the Earth's crust. It's covered by vegetation and the oceans. But if you could drain the Earth's oceans and strip away our planet's vegetation, the Earth might look something like this. Now we can see the Earth's hard outer shell. And if you look closely, you can also see the shell is cracked. The red glowing lines mark the places where the Earth's shell is cracked into tectonic plates. Each plate carries a continent or an ocean basin, or sometimes both. The plates are moving at an average rate of one to two inches a year in a variety of directions, carrying continents and ocean basins with them. Here's why the plates are moving. Scientists believe material in the mantle is circulating much as it is doing here. The movement may be caused by heat within the mantle. You can get an idea of how heat can cause a circulating movement by watching rice as it boils. What you see happening within this beaker is similar to what's happening within the Earth's mantle. As mantle material moves, perhaps only inches a year, it causes the plates above it to move as well. In some places, plates are moving in opposite directions. They are moving apart. The area where two plates are moving apart is called a divergent boundary. In other places, plates are colliding. The area... Thank you, Lord. So I just want to play the audio for a little so you can get an idea what is happening. This, these earth plates, brothers and sisters, are the one with the, the earth, that shifted the earthquake to the different places of the earth. We've seen in the Solomon Island, if I check on the internet how much earthquake they had in these past months, and the A, 7A and, and maybe higher, they've been a lot. But it's offshore. No, no one can feel them. A major city, these, these earthquakes will cause tremendous damage. And that's what, what I was being shown to me. I was standing there watching these plates move. The earth was shifting in a way that now the earthquakes are going to begin in the United States, brothers and sisters, in some modern part of Europe, like they never been before. 
Yes, there were, I believe, in, in 2000 and 1911, I believe, was was in one of the major earthquakes in San Francisco. This is going to begin major earthquakes, brothers and sisters, like they never had it again on this earth. And it's going to commence in the United States and some other part of the world that they have not seen earthquakes for may, almost for over, over 100 years, I believe. Over, over 100 years, they have not seen this type of earthquake. But what I knew down there that the Lord was revealing this to me is that once they begin, they're not going to stop. They're going to go from state to state, destroying everything. I remember being up in Massachusetts over three years ago, and in these earthquakes at one time, the Lord was showing them to me, going up from, I knew they were coming from California up to Massachusetts, and just going up in New Hampshire, and I'm like, oh, my God. In the spirit, I had a clear understanding that these, these earthquakes were going from state to state, destroying these states in such a way with such a violent brothers and sisters. But again, people pray, people repent, and thousands of people gather, especially in Boston, Massachusetts, to repent. When God had me speak of his judgment, there were thousands of, uh, 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 hallelujah, uh, brothers and sisters who gathered together, including in California, and they repented, and they asked God to remove this judgment. But this year has been different, hallelujah. And this last year, God's been calling people to repent, but for more people are backsliding in this last year. And what the Lord was revealing to me, now this is beginning. And this, is, this makes the Lord Jesus very sad. It's very hard for him because he loves the United States so much in, this, in these countries in Europe. But this is commencing. This is beginning. This earthquake will begin any day now. Any day. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. But I tell you, I had a clear understanding from the Lord when he took me down there. He was showing me. I was standing up like in the front of 500 uh, inch uh, or 500 feet uh, screen from side to side, up and down from side to side. And I'm looking at these plates. This is a very clear. I, I, I could see the shift happening with the earthquake will be moved to the United States now from the Solomon Island. Now they're going to the United States, and it's not going to be for good. I can feel the Lord's heart. As this was happening, they, as, they, as this place, as they were moving to cause this, these earthquakes in the United States and tsunamis, brothers and sisters, oh, God, and, and he, loved, he loves his people. He loves his people. Now, then he took me in the spirit to Trinidad uh, Barbados. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And, and a lot of you, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with Trinidad. Hallelujah. I believe it's closer to Spain, Trinidad closer to Spain. I know a man of God. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Trinidad Tobago. Trinidad Tobago. No, whatever. Tobago. I'm sorry. The pronunciation of my mind is not that good. Amen. And I was taken there in the spirit by the Lord. And, I w and in the spirit, I saw this man of God there praying and ministering to people, brothers and sisters. This is a warning to the people of Trinidad. They need to hear this warning from God. 
earthquake and tsunami are about to begin and hit that land on a major, major scale. I saw people running for their life. I saw buildings coming down on people and killing them, brothers and sisters. It was such a destruction that Tobago, thank you, Tobago. Uh, it, it's such a destruction coming down because remember the place is shifting. Now it's the United States and up that part there of the earth. And the and I was taking there in the spirit and I'm running with the people and I remember running to to pray for certain people that was asking for prayer. People were asking for prayer and I went to to help them, but God is very angry of that part of the of the, of the earth. There's so much sin there and demonic oppression is what I can see in the spirit. I can see demon in people's life. I, I was running to certain of them, and I was rebuking the demon out of them. I could see the demon come out of these people clearly, brothers and sisters. The church there needs to get into repenting. The church in Trinidad Tobago needs to get into repenting, serious repenting. We have listeners there that listen to the Lord's Tower. They need to get into serious repenting with God. God is very angry of the sin of this earth, and the people refusing to repent, refusing to receive what Jesus did on the cross for free for them. It was free to them, but it was a pain to the Lord. He suffered the pain for each and one of us, brothers and sisters. And people need to really take the message serious and begin to repent. That part of Trinidad Tobago need to get in, in serious repentance with God because the judgment is about to begin. Serious judgment is coming to that island, to that place, to that part of the earth, and many people will lose their lives. I can hear the alarm from the city as the earthquake was shaking the land and tsunami was coming, about to come into the land, and I can see hundreds and thousands of people running from the tsunami because they were not about to be killed by then. They didn't want to be killed. Some people running into building. I ran into the building with, a, with, a, with some people, but I could see the building coming apart because the shaking was really bad. If you want to go back and look at the, uh, on the uh, on last month and the month before of the, of the earthquake, Hallelujah, that had hit the earth and the Solomon Island, that will tell you that once the place is shifted, the earth will be moved to the other part of the earth. And if they're going to hit other part of the earth as they have been hitting the Solomon Island, you can imagine how much earthquakes are going to hit. I, was, I had a clear understanding from the Lord, brothers and sisters, that once they begin here in the United States, they're going to go from state to state, these earthquakes. And I said, Lord, if this is going to bring that earthquake in California, that earthquake in California is about to hit California also, brothers and sisters. I cannot tell you the day or the hour, but I can see the beginning of the shifting of the plate, and they will be in shift, and, and, and they will not be in hold back. They will not be in stop. They will not be in slow down. They were just shifting with these earthquakes will begin in the United States and this part of, of, uh, of Europe, brothers and sisters, where there are millions of people, millions of lives will be at stake. 
These judgments, brothers and sisters, are serious judgments. And I believe this might be, again, one of my last warnings from the Lord in regard to this. I have said this morning to the Lord, Lord, uh, can I come on, on Sunday life and just say, say, say this? The Lord says, no, this word needs to be out. The word, his word needs to be out. He wants this message out to his people. So be very clear. said, okay, Lord, I will do it. Praise you, Lord. I was doing some work around the house, very tired. My body was hurting, but the Lord wanted me to come on and say this. I'm here to say this. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But brothers and sisters, I tell you this, these judgments are about to come. I knew as I was standing in front of those plates, as the Lord was confirming to me, that all these messages that he had me give on the Lord's Tower was all leading to this judgment that was about to begin. I know that the fulfillment the Lord was revealing to me of all these words that the Lord has given me, this will be the fulfillment. This is the beginning of the fulfillment, hallelujah, of all these judgment words that the Lord has given me for this land and the world. He also gave me this morning, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, the, hallelujah, the Caribbean, especially the Dominican Republic, tsunami, hallelujah, the water are going to increase. It was not necessarily major tsunami that I saw. But I saw the water from the sea increasing to the rivers, and the river was overflowing, where it was put in the life of many people at stake also. With all these earthquakes in the United States and up north, began, it began to hit, out east, began to hit. It will all, it, the earthquakes are coming from east to west, and it will all, brothers and sisters, affect the islands, greatly affect the islands, especially the island of the Dominican. There are the islands that God is warning through his prophet that judgment are coming. A dear sister prophet of the Lord has been sharing with me what the Lord has been sharing with her, revealing to her in regard to the U.S. Thank you, Lord. This last word is from the 31st. She tells me last night, uh, Sunday, July 34th, the Lord gave me a prophetic revelation dream. Hallelujah. And she mentioned about a brother in a channel here, which I don't want to mention his name because I don't know him. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I will share, hallelujah. Then this is what she said. Hallelujah. Tsunami are coming. Hallelujah. Then my father took me in the spirit into his room where this, hallelujah, the brother was standing there in the spirit and all that. But God, hallelujah, in front of me, uh, holding a paper in his hand, or the brother was holding a paper in his hand, uh, and it was all warning in that paper. What she saw he had in his hand was warning from God in a paper that God was giving to him about the coming event with such amaze. Hallelujah. Amazing. He looked at me and said this. This is what, what he told you about the tsunami that are coming. Then he said we have to prepare. Hallelujah. The information I receive in my spirit from the Lord, these are tsunamis that are coming, hallelujah, and here's the state of Minnesota where we live. She has been warned. She also was the one that received the, the revelation, an earthquake, hallelujah, coming to the state of Washington, the state of Washington. God also gave her a, 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 a warning for the state of Washington. 
Brothers and sisters, we know that God also has said through his prophet that the United States is going to be divided. There are signs in regard to that. The United States will be divided, as God has said through his prophet, brothers and sisters. It has not been shown to me, but it has been shown to God's uh, prophet, other prophet, brothers and sisters. But God, it keeps, God keeps showing his people in the different state of the United States. Uh, one of the last words that I also heard was for Georgia. Uh, 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 Georgia was under a great tsunami. Someone has seen, I believe, last week or the week before. The state of Georgia was under a great tsunami, brothers and sisters. Okay? Uh, praise you, Lord. So we know also, the, I remember the Lord revealing to me the tsunami coming to Florida. Florida, oh, my God, the people in Florida need to be in serious repenting. Because once the earthquake began, the tsunami will increase. Florida is practically underwater, and it will go back to be underwater again. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. The word that Ephraim and I and many others have received in regard to this judgment are about, hallelujah, to see the commence, the beginning of the judgment to the United States and the Caribbean. Hallelujah. In eastern part of Europe, judgment, brothers and sisters, have already begun, have already begun. The shifting have already begun for the judgment, hallelujah, that has been declared. God has declared his judgment, and he has spoken it to his prophet that these judgments are about to hit the land. God wants us to, hallelujah, repent, to continue on his repenting. It's what he wants us to do, brothers and sisters, because he wants us to continue to repent. Hallelujah. I'm warning those lukewarm and those that are backsliding. You need to get your life right with God, and you need to take these warnings serious. This may be the last warning that I'm going to give on the Lord on the Lord's Tower, this program, this year. We might be in any day, and I know we will be in any day, under judgment, we are not going to be able to come on the Lord's Tower to want anyone anymore. I don't know for how long. I don't know. The telephone tower, when the earthquake begins to shake, and the United States are going to come down. The internet is going to be stopped in the United States. I don't know how soon. But people in the different states and around the world, soon they will not have internet. Praise the Lord. If you don't have a walkie-talkie with, with battery, a rechargeable battery, you need, to get your, you need to get your hand on one of them. Because soon, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I just had a sister who the Lord have warned, she wrote to me today, whom the Lord have warned her, about food supply. Food supply, brothers and sisters, has been a thing these past week and months that the Lord has been telling his people to put away food supply, to prepare for the major event. As some of the people have spoken to me and have put a word on YouTube, these events are practically upon us. This is why this tonight, this is an urgent warning. I am very serious because God is very serious, brothers and sisters. 
God is very serious. The Lord Jesus is, is very hurt. It's very, hallelujah, saddened and hurting for his people because he loves his people. But many, many, many are being disobedient children. And that doesn't please the Father. God has not called us to be disobedient, to hearken our heart to disobedience and not to his word. God wants us, brothers and sisters, to be obedient. He loves obedience. Father loves obedience, not disobedience. Brothers and sisters, we need to take heed to his message through his prophet. Many say that, oh, too many warnings for too many years. Well, the warnings are over. The warnings are over. Now you will see with your eyes what God in his mercy telling you through his prophet. Now your eyes will see this event unfolding right before you. In these past weeks, months, and years, people have felt in their spirit what is about to begin. Now more than ever, they can feel a shakening within their spirit and heart that they cannot deny it is from God. It has been God the Lord really Really, hallelujah, wanting to keep his children protected. He loved to protect his children. And not wanting to anyone, that anyone will perish. That is not his will, and that is not his plan. His plan is that they may have life, and that they will have it abundantly. I thank you, Lord. He loves us so much. He doesn't want to lose one of us, brothers and sisters. He is the great shepherd. He is the great pastor. He wants to keep his children protected from everything that is coming. And when we say that it's coming, it's already beginning, brothers and sisters. You will see rain where there was not so much rain before. You will see dry land, lack of rain, hallelujah, drought, where you have not seen it before, brothers and sisters. The earth will continue to shake like a drunken, as God said through his prophet. The earth will shake like crazy. People will not be able to time these earthquakes. Right when they think they're not going to shake anymore, there will come a stronger one. It's all going to look like it's out of control. I've been there in the spirit. I have seen it with my own eyes. I thought it would be crazy, but it made sense now that the Lord has shown me the place of the earth, the titanic place, that are moving in such a way the power of God was moving them because it has to be this way. God keeps telling people to repent for homosexual, the killing of those innocent babies, but they think they can take for granted God's warning and not repent and not turn the wicked ways to the Lord, turn away from the evil ways to him, and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner, and I repent. But they hearken their heart, and they come against his prophet and his word. They mock God when he's telling them to repent. This will not continue any longer. God has said enough is enough. When I was standing there, 
the Lord was giving me a clear understanding of what is about to take place, which it will not go backward, but it will only move forward, brothers and sisters. This is why hundreds and thousands of people are getting dreams warning from the Lord regarding to the dream, to the judgment, and dreams and revelation that are upon the land. As some people have seen them, they have come out of the dream crying and yelling, out of control, some people, thinking that they're happening now as we're speaking. People have waken up out of the dream yelling, screaming. Some family member had to run to the room and hold them on their bed and say, what's going on with you? And when they share what they are experiencing in the dream, what they say is, these judgment upon us. There is no going back, brothers and sisters. People are extremely shaken. Some people are extremely shaken. Some people are having a time, hard time going to sleep anymore. Because as they see what God is showing them, and they have a clear understanding they are from God, and some that had asked for confirmation, God had confirmed it to them. I had a brother a couple of days ago who went to the Lord for weeks, I believe months, asking for him, for the, from the Lord a confirmation on the things that the Lord had me say on the Lord's Tower in these past months. And he wrote to me and said two days ago, Brother Elvie, as I saw the Lord deeply in prayer and fasting, for the Lord to confirm to me what the Lord has been saying through you. He spoke to me and said, what my son Elvie has been saying on my word, my warning, my message, my revelation. The Lord says to him, praise the Lord. Continue. He says, I thank the Lord for this confirmation, but continue to warn people about the judgment what the revelation that God is giving you, brother. Another brother was telling me last night, the warning that God is having you give to the people is going to help people. I help my life to be in repentance. It's going to help other people also for their life to change. I know that many people's life has been changed through this warning and message. But we hope that more people will repent from tonight's message, urgent warning. This is an urgent warning. As I saw the Titanic Pleiadian shift for the judgment to commence to begin, clear understanding that these judgments are upon the land and that this is the beginning of this judgment, that any day we're going to feel one of these earthquakes in the United States. Brothers and sisters, one of these days, an earthquake is going to begin to shaking the United States where God is going to get the attention of people here who he not gotten their attention for many years because people have been repenting to God, asking for mercy. God has had mercy this past year. But the Lord let me understand very clear that the time of judgment for the, hallelujah, for the non-repentant, the lack of repenting, the disobedience and sin has already commenced. The order has been given 
in her commands. Brothers and sisters, pray for you and your family. Make sure you fast for your family at least one day, one day a week. But pray for you and your family. Continue to seek the Lord in repentance. Get your household in order. Get your household in order. I myself been trying to make sure I have enough solar power, backup battery, with, the, with these power outages that are about to begin. Some of these power outages can be for weeks, can be for months, it might be for years. As some state get hit in the different day, it will not be enough emergency to get other power going. So we need to be wise and prepare, brothers and sisters. We need to be wise. If you can get a hold of some solar panel that you can even put in the window. I got two in the window of my office, brothers and sisters. Our Morphia panels, are, I, I, I've been doing the tests, and they work great on the low line. You can look them up on eBay, Amazon, on the Internet. Our Morphia panel, the one I got for my windows are 40 watt. What I'm doing is I'm trying to keep my battery filled up. And so I can maybe use the microwave or a small oven oven where we can prepare anything for the kid. I, I got two young, seven and four, that they need to have their milk and their stuff. Maybe that I can run a fridge. Brothers and sisters, this is the time where we need to be ready because this is the beginning, hallelujah, of pain and suffering. Now, I want to go into First uh, King 19. In First King 18, before I go into First King 19, I want to share with you that Elijah slaughtered the prophet of Baal, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. He slaughtered these prophets because of the wicked and evil that they were doing. Praise the Lord. In this passage, chapter 18 of, hallelujah, our first king 18 and first king 19, Elisha, it has a representation of Jesus when he returned back in the great tribulation. This is what the Lord was giving me about first king 19. If somebody wants to know what is going to happen in the great tribulation, I'm going to read to you first uh, king 18 and first king 19 and share that the slaughter of the prophet of Abel, a slaughter is exactly what is going to go about in the tribulation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. When we begin uh, 1 Kings 18, we read it. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Praise the Lord. Go show thyself to Ahaz. I will send rain upon the earth. That rain, brothers and sisters, sounds also like a tsunami, because tsunami, hallelujah, is an earthquake sea. Praise the Lord. But when there's a lot of rain, there's a lot of flood also, is what I mean to say. Thank you, Lord. Elijah went to show himself to Ahab, and there was a great famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obia, the governor of, the house, of his house, and Obia feared God greatly. This is what's going to take for people to be able to survive the tribulation. You're going to have to fear God greatly. But great raining are coming in the great tribulation. 
like never before. There will be major floods around the earth, in case you wanted to know. For when Jezebel destroyed the prophet of the Lord, Jezebel is a type of the Antichrist. Obia took 100 prophets and hit them by 50 and K, and he fed them with wet and wet bread and water. These are the type of the people who stay behind in the tribulation. In order for them to eat any food, they're going to live in caves hidden, and they're going to have to have food and water. That's what they're going to have to have in the cave. Look what, hallelujah, Obiah, a man that feared the Lord, he took 100 prophets and hit them 50 by 50 in caves. There will be people in K 50 by 50, or more or less, in the tribulation, and set them with bread and water. Where did the bread and water came? Brothers and sisters, emergency supplies. That's where it came. This emergency supply that God is having us put away, it's going to also be used for the people in the tribulation. We will use it some, some little, and the rest of the people who stay behind will use the rest, in case you didn't know that. Verse 5, Ahaz said unto Obiah, go into the land, and to all the fountain of the water, and unto all the river, and, and so be, that we may find grass to save the horses and the mule alive, lest we deprive the land of the beast. The tribulation is going to be so great that the, the beast of the land will begin to die, brothers and sisters. They will begin to die. It's one of the sadder things. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Verse 6. So they divided the land between them to walk through it, and Ahab once by himself, and Obediah went to another way himself. This is what's going to happen in the tribulation. The church cannot remain united. The church, the people of faith, will have to separate themselves in order to survive. Look how they have to go their way. Because the tribulation is so great, and food will be so scattered, will be so little, that in order for people to survive, each one will have a little, they will have to split. They will have to be divided. Verse 7. And as Obedia was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, he knew him and fell on his face, and said, Oh, art thou my Lord Elijah? Jesus Christ, I told you that Elijah was a type of Jesus. It's going to help some people as he showed me himself. Hallelujah. In the tribulation, he will come and help some. He will not give up on his, on his faithful. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8. And he said, Yea, go and tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha is here. People in the tribulation, as long as they have faith in Christ, hallelujah, all they need is to have faith in the Lord. Believe, hallelujah, and the Lord will help them. Cry out to the Lord. And the Lord will help him. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9. And he said, When I have sinned, that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahaz to slay me. The Lord, if you repent, hallelujah, will deliver you from your worst enemy. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. As the Lord God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord had not sent to seek thee. And when they say he is not here, he took an oath in the kingdom and nation, and they have not found thee. It's going to be very hard for many people who are planning to find the Lord in the tribulation 
Many may not find him, but, but many will also find him. Verse 11. Now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. The best way for you to help anyone in the tribulation is for you to tell them to seek the Lord. Brothers and sisters, even today, the best way I can help you is by telling you to seek Jesus, to seek the Lord. If you focus on anything else but not the Lord, you are wasting your time. I'm very honest with you. Verse 12. When I'm gone from thee, the Spirit of the Lord should carry thee into some places. I do not know when I came to tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee. Then he killed me, but the servant feared the Lord from thy mouth. Of course, Jesus will always move with the Spirit for sure. Was it not told my Lord what they, when Jezebel abused the prophet of the Lord, how I hit hundred men of the Lord prophet by feeding and cave and fed them with bread and water? Why are there so many prophets at Jezebel and the tribulation? What is this? There will be false religion and false prophet, as Jesus said in Matthew 24, that will rise and say, here's the Christ, and here they are. Do not listen to them and do not go, Jesus said. Many false prophets, many Christ are going to rise in the tribulation. Be careful. Verse 14. Now they say, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha here, that he may strike me. The Lord is the only one that can help. Elisha say, as the Lord holds, liveth before who I stand, I will surely show myself unto him this day. Again, those that are faithful will have Jesus with them. And the tribulation. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. So Obedian went to be Ahab and told him, Ahab went to be Elisha. And when Ahab saw Elisha, he said unto him, Are thou he that troubled Israel? Thank you, Lord. The Christian, the faithful in the tribulation, will seem like a trouble because of their Bible, as I saw when the Lord took me at one time, was being burned in the street of the United States in the tribulation. And around the world, the Bible is going to be burned in the tribulation. People will not want to hear about the Bible anymore, especially when millions of people are getting the mark of the beast, the RFID, brothers and sisters. Verse 18. And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but thou art thy father's house, and ye have forsaken the commandment of the Lord that have followed Baal. As they follow the Antichrist, they are the ones that are in trouble. But those that follow Jesus will not be in trouble, but will be saved as they give the life of Jesus. Verse 19. Now therefore, St. God to me, O Israel, unto Mount Camel, the prophet, they are 450. And the prophet of groups, 400, which, hallelujah, are at the table, a Jezebel table. As people eat and suffer with the Antichrist during the tribulation, and they rejoice, thinking that they are slaying the Christians, as they are killing the Christians. Hallelujah. But they are setting them free to go home to heaven, as they are beheading them for, the, for their faith. Thank you, Jesus. So Ahab said unto all the children of Israel, and God of the prophet, to God of the Mount Camel. Hallelujah. This was Jesus in Mount Camel. Hallelujah. It's a type where Jesus is going to come on the mountain of Israel, and it's going to destroy the Antichrist and the full prophet and throw him into the lake of fire alive. I thank you, Lord. And as we, Jesus will come, according to Revelation 19, hallelujah, to fight the great battle with his army at the end of the tribulation. 
verse 21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long should ye between two opinions and the Lord be God? Follow him, but if they will be, then go after him, and the people answer him not a word. Thank you, Lord. Of course, they're not going to answer to go after them, because if they already have the mark of the beast, they know they're already condemned. They cannot be saved after they get the mark of the beast. So they're not going to listen. Thank you, Lord. Verse 22. Then Elisha, uh, hallelujah, say Elisha unto them, I am only remaining a prophet of the Lord, but Baal prophet are 450 men. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to move on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Elijah said unto Ahab, Give thee a drink for the to sound much rain. So Ahab went on to eat to drink, and Elijah went on to, Mount, to the top of Mount Carmel. He crashed unto the earth and put his face between his knees and said unto his servant, Go out now, look to see the way of the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And the seventh time he said, Behold, the rise of the cloud out of the sea like a man hand. And he said, Go up and say, Ahab, make ready the chariot and get thee down. Said the rain, say thee. That is a sign of judgment coming unto the earth. Seven times it's the word of God. Seven. Brothers and sisters, Elijah, go see the sign. The church needs to be looking for the sign now. And the sign of this judgment will be the cloud, brothers and sisters, the rain and the shaking. Brothers and sisters, the rise of the water, the Mississippi River rising like never before, and much more. Hallelujah. Things are going to happen. Lightning, thunder. Hallelujah. So much are going to happen in the United States that are signs that these things will begin and these things are happening. Hallelujah. And the seventh time he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea like a man. Hand. Look at this. The cloud raised like a, that's the hand of God. And he set out and said unto Nahab, make ready the chariot and get thee down. The rain stay, hallelujah, and rain stay thee now. And in the meanwhile, the heaven was black as a cloud and wind, and there was great rain. And Nahab went up, hallelujah, and came to Jezreel. Cloud, brother, the cloud, the rain. These are signs over the United States of the judgment. Brothers and sisters, God has given us signs. You will see rain in places more than ever, and drought, and so much more. God has given us the black cloud over the different state, more permanent black cloud like never before. It's going to be there now more than ever, and it's already there. Some people are seeing black cloud over the different state. Brothers and sisters, they're wondering why are they so permanent? Why are these black clouds not moving? Well, look here in the Bible. In the meanwhile, the heaven was black with cloud and wind. High wind are also signs, brothers and sisters, of the judgment that they already began over the United States. Listen careful and look for the sign. And there was great rain. There you go. Great rain over the United States. There's been flood in North Carolina. And there will be greater flood in other states. Tornadoes are going to increase. They're going to hear state one, four, five, seven at a time at the same time, which people know 
There are not many occasions when one or two tornadoes hit at the same time, but when you see seven or eight, hallelujah, tornado hitting at the same time, know that this is a sign. You're going to hear it on the news, on the radio and television, on the Internet. Make sure you look for these signs that I'm talking to you about because they are coming at once, at once. Hear clear and listen careful. These signs are going to hit at once the earth, especially over the United States. As you see these signs, know that judgment is already upon the land. I'm giving you the sign. And the hand of the Lord was on Elisha, and he girded up his loin and ran before Ahab, so he came to Jerel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. What did Elisha do? I want you to see what Elisha do. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Elisha prayed. So Ahab went out to eat and drink, and Elisha went to the top of Mount Camel, and he crashed unto the earth. He put his face between his knees. He began to pray. What is the bride to do as you see this judgment coming upon the land? It is the time for you and I to pray more than ever before. This is what you need to do. If you get scared, if you start running up and down like crazy, if you decide to move in the last minute, praise you, Lord, when you, God has you under his protection, make sure you pray and ask the Lord if he wants you to move. Once the Lord tells you to move, don't hesitate. Don't put it up. Move. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Some people prefer sacrifice. No, obedience is better. Remember this. Hallelujah. The time for action is coming. Praise the Lord. I saw people, where, lots of people were back this past week. This past week, I saw lots of people, they have book back and back on their back, moving north, heading north to the center of the country. And I saw thousands coming to North Carolina, thousands by thousands of people. We're heading this way with bags on their back because some stay, as some people said, were destroyed. A lot of people are moving north. I know that. The Lord has been showing me this in different times. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, verse uh, chapter 19. Now, and now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elisha has done, and now he has slain. How he has slain all the prophets with the sword. Thank you, Lord. How he has slain all these prophets with the sword. Jezebel was very angry at what Elisha was done. Verse 2. And Jezebel sent messenger unto Elisha, saying, The God do so to me. And more also, if I will make not thy life like one of their life by tomorrow this time. Brothers and sisters. This word of Jezebel to Elisha was a test. The church of Jesus Christ is going to go through hard tests or difficult tests in these last days. Prepare for them. There will be bad news coming soon to the church. The church needs to prepare for these bad news. Jezebel, Elisha is a type of the church here also. And Jezebel is a type of the government. Remember who she was, brothers and sisters. She was, hallelujah, 
hallelujah, the first lady. So she was, praise you, Lord, she was government. She was the government. Out of the government, there will be great message coming to the church that will bring fear upon the church. But don't fear men. Fear the Lord. Psalm 118.9 says, it is better to fear the Lord than to fear the prince. That's the government. It's better to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Remember that. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3. And when he saw, he arose, and he went for his life, and came to Bathsheba, which is Judah, and he left his servant there. And he went a day journey into the wilderness, and came down under a Jupiter tree, desired that he may die, and said, It is not enough, O Lord, take my soul, for I am now better than my father. He was very sad, very, very sad. For what what he had heard had brought a lot of trouble to him, a lot of worry and concern. And as he lay and slept under the Jupiter tree, behold now, an angel touched him and said unto him, Up and eat. Thank you, Lord. With God, you need to move. You need to get up. You cannot get stuck on the bad news. You need to move. You need to trust the Lord. Remember that. Thank you, Lord. And eat if you are weak. Some people stop eating when they hear bad news. No, you need to eat. You need to get up. I thank you, Lord. Verse 6. And when he looked about, behold, there was a, a cake baked, hallelujah, on the court. That must have been the best cake, cake baked by the angel. My goodness. And a pot of water on his head, so he did eat and drink, and returned and slept. My goodness. Uh, food from heaven. That must, that must be the great, greatest food ever. Thank you, Lord. He did eat. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him. And say, up oh, and eat, for thou have a great journey. There you go. The bride of Christ still got a journey to go. May not be a great journey, small journey, but you still need to get up. Okay? You can't stay in the worry and concern and all that. You need to move. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to be in the Word. You can't be stuck on the bad news. Thank you, Lord. He arose and there would drink and walk in strength. That the meat for 40 days and 49 are read, hallelujah, in the month of God. Thank you, Lord, the protection of God. He entered the cave and lodged there. Behold, the Lord spoke to him, saying unto him, What dost thou, Elisha? What dost thou hear, Elisha? He also have been uh, very jealous for the Lord a host, for the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant, broken down their altar, and saying the prophet and the sword, and I am the only one left that seek my life to take it away. And he said, Come on. And sent upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord went by in a mighty strong wind, rent the mountain, and break the rock before the Lord. And the Lord was not in the midst of, hallelujah, after the wind came the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Why is God revealing this to Elisha? Or why is God revealing this to the church? Because the church of God is going to see great signs in the heavens and on the earth. And the church cannot be afraid. God is, is, is not in the sign, but God is still in the throne. Don't be confused. Hallelujah. Don't think that God has forsaken you with the judgment that are about to hit the earth. Don't be afraid and don't feel forsaken, but repent. Elisha felt forsaken. That God was there with Elisha. The Lord is here with us. We don't need to be afraid, brothers and sisters. 
As the people are going to feel forsaken in the tribulation, but the Lord will be with his people. So come out and stand up on the mount before the Lord. First thing you need to do is pray. Come before the Lord. Behold, the Lord, the Lord went by with a strong wind, rent the mountain. It was the Lord that caused the wind. It is the Lord causing all these judgments that are coming. Don't be mistaken. The Lord is the one that has no power in heaven and earth, no one else. The devil doesn't have it. Don't give the, the devil any power he doesn't have. It is the Lord Jesus that has no power. Mighty strong with, that rent the mountain and broke the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord caused the wind, but he was not in the wind. Don't be confused. After the wind came an earthquake, hallelujah, and after the earthquake came fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came still in a, a soft voice. Brothers and sisters, people are going to see judgment out of the heavens. Hallelujah. But the Lord is not in the judgment that are coming. Talks about the Holy Spirit speaking to the bride. Speak, the, the still boy talks about the Lord speaking to the bride directly. That still boy, Elisha, I heard it many times in his walk with God. It was no different. This was God speaking to Elisha. I see how that many times, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. But he was so confused at this time. That, that he thought in all these things he was looking for the voice of God. And it always will be in that still voice, in your relationship with the Lord. Remember, it's our relationship with Jesus. He's calling us a relationship. Look for the sign because you know the events are going to happen. But focus on your relationship with the Lord. It's more important than anything else. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. When Elisha heard it, he finally paid attention to the boys. The boys always been there. But a lot of times, sometimes you're worried, you're concerned, this is happening in your family, things are going bad, your car breaks down, you lose your job. In all the signs, you cannot hear God, and you're writing to people, hey, see what the Lord tells you, tells you about my problem. I, I have people who hear God clearly, who are going through really hard times. They write to me and say, Brother Ellie, Please seek the Lord, what the Lord tells you about my problem. And I'm thinking, the Lord's been talking to you for so many years. They're just like Elisha in the cave. They have made the problem a mountain. They have made the problem a mountain. If you have a little faith like a mustard, so you speak to the mountain, be thrown into the sea and it will obey. They lose faith quickly. They lose faith quickly in the midst of the trouble. We need to learn to be still. Thank you, Lord. Like God says to Moses, be still and see the salvation of thy Lord. Oh, thy God. Thank you, Lord. You need to be still. Hallelujah. Just be still. Get on your knees and pray. Fast. Be on the word. But don't be going crazy. Oh, where's God? You know, God has forsaken. No. You, you're going through there. God is speaking to you. God, you're going through there. Be still. Get on your knees and pray. Don't be going crazy. Oh, I'm not going to see God no more. The Lord rebuked that thought in your life. Thank you, Lord. So when Elisha heard it, he covered his face with his mantle, went up and stood in the entering of the cave. Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou there, Elisha? It is the same question the Lord is asking him that he already has asked him before. But Elisha did not hear the 
the Lord before. He just heard it now. Same question the Lord had asked Elisha, but Elisha was in so much worry and concern that he was not listening to the voice, not listening to God at all, not listening. So a lot of people in the same situation today, not listening at all to God. They're making the trouble bigger than God. But I tell you something, your God is bigger than your trouble. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. He covered his face. The question came in, what does there, Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very jealous of the Lord holy, repeating himself, because the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant, came down the, the altar and saying, the prophets by the sword, I'm only left. They speak my life to take it. They seek my life to take it. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return by the wilderness unto Damascus. When thou hast come there, anoint just herself, king over Iran. God says to Elisha, Look, the, pro the problem that you have, Elisha, is very simple. Jezebel was doing all this. She's not coming against you. He, she's coming against me. If you come against one of my little ones, know that you're coming against the Lord. First of all. The government comes against the church. God comes against the government. Very simple. The IRS coming against God's people. God comes against the IRS. Very simple. Great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Remember that. So God says to Elisha, the Lord says to Elisha, go in, I know how to king over Iran. This, this will hold back Jezebel. You go anoint him as a king. Thank you, Lord. And Yehuda, son of Ashish, Thou anointing over Israel, now Neshim, hallelujah. Uh, Nehu, I'm sorry, the son of Neshim, thou shalt anoint the king over Israel, Elisha, the son of uh, Shavel of uh, Mosulan, shalt thou anoint to be the prophet and in thy room. <laughs> so God saying to Elijah, look, Elijah, I'm going to take you home. That's what God is saying to the church right now. I'm, going to, I'm about to take you home. Before I take you home, my people, my church, my children, I want you to do this last thing before I take you home. I want you to put these things in places, save water, save food, save that. That's not for you necessarily. You're coming home with me. But the reason God is telling us to do this is because there are the people staying behind that the Lord knows that I'm not ready that would need these food. At one time, Brother Larry asked the Father, Father, why, why is God asking me for me to save all these water, all these food in my, in my house? They're going to go bad. I don't know. My, I got my garage filled on all this stuff. And God says to, to Larry, my son, I'm bringing my bride home. This, my, my son's home, my children home. This is not for you, this food. This is for a family that I have who's going to stay behind that I mine who I'm going to bring to your house to stay there in your house. Then he's like, oh, my God. You see, you don't, you don't understand the mind of God. God's mind, God's thoughts are higher than ours, brothers and sisters. We just need to be obedient. Elisha is going crazy. Elisha thinks his world is all side down. He's having this huge problem. Jezebel, the government had given order to kill him. He's running for his life. He thinks it's all over. They have killed all the prophets. He's the only one left. God will have nobody else to spread the gospel. Wrong. 
many other church things that once they are taken home, God has nobody to spread the gospel. Wrong. God, God's children, who he has spoken, who he has chosen before this world was for them to stay behind as they Well, he didn't choose to stay behind, but they want to stay behind. They have told the Lord, I want to stay behind. And they have, and the Lord has said, okay, praise the Lord. They want to stay behind. There are people that have told the Lord, I want to stay behind in the tribulation to help my brothers and sisters. Totally agreement, they're going to stay. But there are a lot of the church think that once the church go home in the rapture, who's going to preach the gospel? Oh, I tell you, God has people who he's going to use to preach the gospel. You don't need to worry. You don't need to be concerned. You just need to be obedient. That's all God is asking you and I, to be obedient. We don't need to worry. God has, oh, man, many other prophets who had not bowed the knee to the Baal. Who, had not, who were not forsaken in the tribulation, who will not get the mark of the peace in the tribulation. God has an army of people. You don't need to worry. And they're going to move in the power of God also. You don't need to be worried. I thank you, Lord. Who the Antichrist will not catch up to them. They will be faster than the Antichrist under the power of Jesus. You don't need to be worried. I thank you, Lord. Yes, we're going home under the power of the Holy Spirit, under the power of God. But there will be other people down here who God will use in the tribulation. Thank you, Jesus. I remember one time I was taken to the tribulation by the Lord left me. I heard people singing and worshiping God in the tribulation. And I said, huh, in the tribulation? Look at me, look at me. In the tribulation, people worshiping God? Do I hear right? Do I hear worshiping? Do I hear, like now many churches are worshiping God, in the tribulation, a group of people in a place worshiping God, there was like a border building, border house, a border house, hallelujah, no glass, nothing, border completely, people inside to hear the worship. And I go in there, and I heard them sharing the Bible, sharing the word with one another, encouraging one another as to we, the bride of Christ, are doing today in these last days. I saw a brother that caught my attention. Praise the Lord. He knew he knew that I that I was of the Lord there. And he said, come and get in my car. We've got to live. Everybody was parking. Everybody was living somewhere. I didn't know. And I said, why did we got to leave? Oh, it's getting dark. They're going to come out soon. Ooh. And we got in his car, and so I shared, I shared with the people. It was like a 1979 Chevrolet BA. That was a power to run. And and he got in the car, brother, he, brothers and sisters. He started burning tire. I got I got in, hallelujah, in the passenger side, and he was going so high. He was running over these zombies, hitting them with the car, running them over. And I'm like, slow down, slow down. He said, no, I can't, because they're going to keep coming. They're just going to keep coming all night long. And I said, this is how you live. This is how we live now. Since the people were taken home in the rapture, this is how we live now. Praise you, Lord. But I'm not afraid, he says. I'm not afraid. I know the Lord is with me. Praise you, Lord. He didn't have an ounce of fear, brothers and sisters. Yeah, there was demons everywhere. There was somebody everywhere. But praise the Lord. They adjusted to the life. They, they know this is where they are. They're doing what God wants them to do. 
So, Bride of Christ, you don't need to be worried and concerned. Just pray. Just trust the Lord. Stop being afraid for people. Hallelujah. Be under the fear of the Lord for people, better than afraid. Praise the Lord. Be under the fear of the Lord under prayer, under fasting. Hallelujah. The, the, the prayer of the righteous availed much. This is what we need to be, praying for people. God can deliver them. The Lord knows how to deliver his, the word of God says. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And he escaped from the sword of Jezebel, so Jehu's slave, and him, and him that escaped from the sword of Jehu, shall slay, so Elisha slay. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, where I leave 7,000 in Israel, even all the needs that have not bowed unto Baal, every mouth that have not kissed him. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, what God is revealing to Elisha is, Elisha, you will run and thinking that you are the only one that I'm going to use. The church may be thinking, have been thinking for years that they are the only one that God is going to use. They're wrong. God has a lot of people who have not bowed their knees to, to the veil, brothers and sisters, to the Antichrist. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are about to be taken home. Prepare for the coming of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So Elisha goes up, a type of the bride of Christ. Elisha go up, go home to heaven. There comes Elisha, who stays in this place. Another great man of God, anointed like the first, to continue in the tribulation, doing the will of God. God has a plan. Who knows the mind, brothers and sisters, the mind of God. Thank you, Jesus. You and I don't know the minds of God. We may have an idea, brothers and sisters, but God is too smart for us to know. Thank you, Lord. God is too smart for us to know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me go to Romans. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God revealed his mind to us through Jesus. Romans 15, 6 says, and then ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Romans 12, 2. Be not confirmed to this word, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind, that ye may prove with that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's where you and I need to be, in the perfect will of God. Romans 8, 27, he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he make an intercession for the saints according to his will. The Holy Spirit is in our life to do the will of God. This is why he gave it to us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. This is why he gave it to us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 1, 7, and for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. We just need to trust the Lord and walk under the fear of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what we need to do. Walk under the fear of the Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keeps you. May the Lord Jesus Christ may cessation upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ gives you a shalom. Lock, talk, radio.
Shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for His love, His mercy that endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise our God, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A merciful God, a good God. Hallelujah. It's for His people. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank Him. For his love, his mercy that endures forever. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Early this morning, brothers and sisters, the Lord in my prayer, hallelujah, from last night going into the morning, Jesus spoke to me and said, I have something very important to show you. Thank you, Lord. Later on, as I went to sleep, Thank you, Jesus. The Lord took me out of my body. Thank you, Jesus. To show me something amazing. As the Lord and I were standing in the land of the United States, in the middle of the country somewhere, specifically I could not see what state was, but as the Lord Jesus was standing to my right, we were both looking to the cloud. And as I was looking to the cloud, I can see the hand of Father God coming upon this land. It was an it was a spiritual hand because God is spirit, and I can see His hand coming down. And Jesus began to speak to me, and He said, "His hand it will be it will be to no good to this land." Praise the Lord. 
And I understood from the Lord as the hand of Father God was coming down on this land that it was bringing judgment. And I can see the cloud changing to color gray, silver, or bronze. Just to try to describe what I was seeing, I can see the cloud upon the United States. And I also knew that this was happening right from the week, last week of September, going into October. Today is October 1st. And I can discern, as Jesus was talking to me, that this was the judgment of God, the beginning in the of, of the end of this nation, because God is so angry because of the sin and disobedience of this nation. God have mercy. Praise you, Lord. And as the hand of God was coming upon this land, when they came to the cloud of this land, I can see his hand moving from the east to the west. No state will escape his mighty hand. God have mercy. In Job 37, as I went into the word of God, says this, verse 1. At this also my heart tremble, and it moved out of his place. Hear attentively. The noise of his voice and the sound that goes out out of his mouth, talking about God, he directed directed it under the whole heaven, and his lining unto the end of the earth. After a voice roar, he thundered with the voice of his excellency. He will not stay them with his voice as heard. God thunder marvelously with his voice. Great things does he, which cannot be comprehended. For he also said to the snow, Be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to the great rain of his strength. He seals it out the hand of every man, that all men may know his work. Then the bees go into the dent, and remain in their place. And out of the south cometh the whirlwind, and cold out of the north. By the bread of God, for is given the bread of the water is straightened. Also, when worrying, he worrieth, he worrieth the thick cloud, scatter his bright cloud, and it turns around about by the council, that they may know whosoever he commandeth, then upon the face of the world and earth. He caused it to come whether to, for correction for his, his land or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wonder work of God, that thou know when God dis, disposed them and caused the light of the cloud to shine. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17, how the garment are worn when he quieth the earth by the south wind? How thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong in most and looking glass. Another translation says, 
uh, like bronze or silver, God have mercy. God have mercy, brothers and sisters. Verse 6 to another translation. To the snow he issue an order, go forth on the earth, and to the rain shower he says, show your power, beat down heavy on the earth. Praise you, Lord. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17, you who feels the wind of his voice even now are the same one who clothes our heart to the touch. When God makes the land go to still beneath to the sound wind, can you assist God in harmoning out the silver sky until it appears in hearts as cast metal mirror? So two words are being used here for the for the for the color of the sky, silver and metal, which is bronze, is another word that is used. That's the cloud I was seeing. When the hand of God was coming down, I can see the cloud turning like metal, bronze, or silver, looking like uh, metal mirror, this, this translation says. And praise the Lord. Jesus was say, spoke to me and says, the word of my prophet will be fulfilled, as I said through them. Then he says to me, the scoffer and mockers was in the wicked of this land, of that land, sorry, will see. They will see, he said, and believe when they see the judgment. And they will know it's from God. They will know it's of God, Jesus says to me. Then he took me like to Colorado, I don't know where in the month of Colorado it was, but I knew it was to stay at Colorado. Look into the middle of the country, and immediately I saw the earth caving in, and I saw buildings as, as the United States was being divided, caving in, and I knew there were people in those buildings that after the land started caving in, what I didn't know was that when the, the land started caving in, as the land was being divided by the hand of God, who will do this, the hand of God is going to do this. God have mercy. As Jesus said, he has said this through his prophet. He has said this through his prophet. God have mercy. It is God that has said it. And it's God that is going to fulfill it. Exodus 6, 1, this is God speaking to Moses. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. It has to be the strong hand of God that will do this. As Jesus and I we're standing looking to the cloud. Jesus looked very, I can use the word hurt, but I know God don't get hurt. The word concerned, God doesn't get concerned. But he was very worried that his father's hand was coming down. 
and he looked like he tried and tried interceding for this land, but the sin and the wickedness of the people, God has no choice but to do this. But Jesus has been the intercessor. But how much can he intercede when people continue to do wicked and evil? And so Father God decided to bring his hand down over this land. Now the hand of God, of Father God, is over this land. And Jesus says it is not for good because the hand of God can bless, but the hand of God can bring great judgment. As we see in his word, he brought to Pharaoh, Exodus 39, and it shall be as a sign unto thee, Upon thy hand and upon memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord law may be in thy mouth, for with strong hand had the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. It was the, the hand of God over Pharaoh. It was the hand of God that showed Pharaoh that God is in control. That God is mighty, and that his purpose, what he accomplished. And when God begins a work, God will finish the work. As the work of God has begun in our life, God will also finish the, his work in our life too. But God's hand is upon this land. Another thing Jesus reminded me, his prophet doctor of word, Linda Lincoln. In Healer 7, he has spoken through them and many others, and I myself too. And he said that his prophet's word will come to pass. As he was speaking to me, Jesus was bringing through my mind each and one of his prophets, that he, that he had them put out his message out. And specifically, each and one of them, names, was be bringing through my mind as he was speaking to me. He said, it, was, it is my word they have spoken. And my, my prophet, he said, word will be fulfilled. He said, oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy, O oh Lord. Have mercy, O oh Lord. Number 2020, and he said, Thou should not go through, and Edom came out against him with many people and with strong hand. Psalm 89, 13, Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. The hand of God can be for good, can be for blessing, oh, but it can also be for judgment. And the hand of God is for judgment, United States has given their back to Israel, and that God cannot ignore. His word says, I will bless those that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. So we know that the hand of God is against his nation for coming in against Israel. The U.N. is in New York, and they are trying hard to divide Jerusalem to give the policy in their state. God is not pleased with this. And Father God loves his Jewish people very much. The hand of God is upon this nation, and the wicked will see, said Jesus to me, and will believe. 
They will believe that it's God. God has mercy. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40.10. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. It is the Lord that takes vengeance. Vengeance is of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Mercy is of the Lord. It's for the people to repent. God is warning them. But if they're not repenting, they are in serious trouble. Oh, God, have mercy. Jeremiah 21, 5, And I myself will fight against you with a stretch out hand, hand and with strong arm, even anger and fury, in great wrath, destruction is what's coming to this land. The, the destruction has come from the beginning to the end. Lord, have mercy. Jeremiah 31, 11, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Even though Jacob, Israel, had Enemy stronger than him, it don't matter because the hand of God is stronger. And God delivered Jacob out of their hand. Oh, God, have mercy upon this land. Praise God. Jeremiah 33 to 21. It has brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with sign and with wonders and with strong hand and with outstretched arm. And with great terror, the hand of God brought up an agent, great terror. Brothers and sisters, it's what it is. Imagine what it's going to bring upon this land, because it's upon this land. Look at the cloud in your state. I have people from different states, like my brother from New Jersey was telling me, it has been raining, raining since the last week of September 2015, this year, a week ago, the rain began, and I was asking myself, this rain is different, and Jesus was showing me, this is the hand of God over this nation. It began, and it will continue. Oh, God. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord Jesus. He is my brother, Calvin. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm really happy to be here, to be sharing all that the Lord's been revealing and all that he's been speaking to me about to want his people to know of. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, um, our Lord is coming soon, and indeed, no one knows the early hour, but the Lord always wants us to be ready and to be prepared. He wants us to be as those wise versions. He also wants us to be like like um, the man that God um, the two talents and the five talents. He wants us to use all that he gives to us to the best. He wants us to work with everything he gives us. He doesn't want us to be lazy so that when we do all these things, we can be prepared. But before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we humbly come before you. Oh, Father, forgive us of all of our sins. Forgive us of all of our iniquities, Father God. I pray that you'd open up the heavens and that you'd pour out your spirit. And that, Lord God Almighty, you'd speak and minister to all of your people right now, today, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our iniquities. Father God, restore to us all that we have lost. Father God, all that has been taken away from us, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you'd bring it back to every single one of your children right now. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father God, pour out your spirit. Oh God, rain down your anointing. Oh Father God, rain down your favor. Oh God, rain down your power. Oh Lord, let your will be done in us, Father God. Deliver all of us from all that you want us to be delivered from. Oh Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that all the Satan is planning against us will be broken. Father God, all the intentions, Lord, of Bell and Jezebel of witchcraft and divination against us will be broken. It will be cast down into the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, forgive us. All darkness, all sin, all evil, all unrighteousness, Father, that is living and dwelling in us, Father God. Tear it out of all of us. Uproot it out of all of us, Father God. Oh, we repent, Father God. We turn away from all of our sins. Father God, we turn away from all of our iniquities in the name of Jesus. Father God, cause us not to fall. Cause us not to stumble. Oh, but Lord, as your word says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Lord, it says, Arise, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you cause us to arise, Lord Jesus, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon us, Lord Jesus, because in, this, in these last days, your word says that you'll pour out your spirit, O oh Lord. I pray that as you're pouring out your spirit upon all flesh, Father God, that Lord Jesus, we will arise in you. The Father God, you'll give us dreams and visions, Father God, that will begin to move, Father God, in your great, supernatural, mighty way, Father God, that you've always planned and destined for us, O oh Father God. Forgive us of all of our sins, O oh Jesus. Deliver us from all that you want us to be delivered of, O oh Jesus. Father, make everything new. All that we have lost, Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you'd bring it back to every single one of us that has lost anything. Oh, Father, please make a way where there's no way in our lives, oh, Father God. We pray for our futures. We commit our futures into your hands, Father God. Father, you see and you know. You, you know the plans of Satan has for us, Father God, and you have plans for us. So, Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, that your plans for us will come to pass, and that the intentions of Satan against us will be broken, will be crushed down, will be destroyed under our feet. And, Father God, I pray that our enemies will not will never be able to rise above us, or our enemies will never be able to rise to come against us. Because, Father God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, your spirit will raise up a standard against them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, cause us to never fall, but, Father, cause us to all Always overcome. Oh, strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us. Help us to overcome. Oh, lead us, guide all of us, strengthen us, forgive us, and renew all of us, Lord. Help us to do what you've called us to do for your kingdom and for your glory alone. In Jesus' holy mighty name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, one of the things the Lord wanted me to talk about today was everyone fully trusting in him and putting their future and committing everything about them into God's hands because um, because no one knows tomorrow. No, no one knows exactly what's going to be happening to them tomorrow or even the next second. So the Lord is letting me know that he wants all of his people, all of his children to entrust their life and their future into his hands. And he doesn't want us to just do this um, maybe once a year or once a month or once a week. The Lord was teaching me that he wants this to be done every single day because the more you entrust your life and you commit your future and you commit the rest of the days you have 
into the Lord's hands and you you say, Father, I give you the rest of my life. Father, I commit today into your hands. I commit tomorrow into your hands. I commit all of my next year into your hands. I commit my life. I commit my future into your hands. Father, do what you want with it. I put it into your hands, Father God. Protect me. Keep me safe. Keep me holy. Keep me humble. Keep me rapture ready. He says the more we do this and the more we pray and the more we speak and we decree positive words into our future, the more they become real because you will receive the fruits of your labor. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, you know, the power of life and death are in the tongue. And, you know, like they that know how to use it will enjoy the fruits of that. So it's like with your tongue, you have the power to say and to declare and to speak things that you want to happen. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we. You know, in the way God is, he's God. When he speaks, it comes to pass. In that same way, he's given us that capability. He's given us that ability to speak and to let things come into fruition, to let things come into being. So when we also speak, they happen. And it's confirmed in the Bible, as it says, that, you know, the power of life and death are in the tongue. So a lot of us, in fact, everyone has the ability or choice to determine a huge chunk of their life based on the words that come out of their mouth, based on the words that they speak. That's why everyone has to keep speaking positive words. Everyone has to keep saying things that are true. Never say negative words. Unless, you know, the Lord gives you a warning or a dream to give to someone. Like, you get a dream of something bad about to happen. When the Lord gives you the message, you have to deliver. Yes, as I said, when the Lord gives you a message, you have to deliver exactly as the message was given. So sometimes the Lord could give you a message about someone. And maybe based on the life the person is living, the person might have, um, there might be negative, um, maybe the Lord could be, the Lord could show that person might be living a bad lifestyle. And because of that, the words you might see in there, maybe the words the Lord might give you to them might not be good, like stubborn, um, dis um, disobedient. When, you, when the Lord gives you words, you still have to deliver them. Because, you know, when you read the Bible, for all the problems... Yes, when the Lord gives you messages, you'll have to deliver them no matter how bad or no matter how good you are. So, with that, it doesn't necessarily mean you're saying a negative word. You're saying the word that the Lord gave you to speak. But as to the words you speak... Yes, when everyone keeps speaking as the Lord leads you to speak. If you get a word from the Lord then say it exactly as the Lord gave it to you. But from your own mind and from your own heart, um, with the words you say, they play a huge role in your destiny. Because what you say is like a seed. And, you know, it, it's going to land and germinate, and it's going to, um, it's going to start um, growing and growing, and then you're going to get fruit. So if you said negative words, you're going to be getting a very bad fruit. If you said positive words, you'll be getting a very good a very good fruit. As brothers and sisters, I, I really eagerly, I, I encourage all of you guys to make sure that all the words that come out of your mouth, all the things you say, all the things you speak, are positive and are of God. And also do all you can to also decree and declare into your future as often as you can daily. And, and when you speak, try to speak holy, pure words. And, and when you say these things for your future, 
make sure you end it with in Jesus' name because, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. So make sure that um, in your daily lives you, you speak positive things and you, you, you declare. You declare your tomorrow. You declare your future. You speak exactly what you want, you know, exactly what you know God has put on your heart that He wants for your life. And you speak those things. And also to make sure that as you pray and as you live your daily lives, you commit your whole days, in fact, your whole week, in fact, your whole years, into God's hands. And every single day you pray, you ask God, you tell God, God, I give you my tomorrow. Take over. Let your will be done. Because as everyone sleeps or as you, you, you live your regular day, Satan is in hell with his demons plotting your tomorrow. Satan is every day trying to plan your next week or trying to plan your 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 next month that's what satan does he tries to plan our future when he sets plans he sets them you know b before now but he sets them in the future and so what you have to do is that there are times when satan will try to do things now but usually it's because he's he's he tried to set them in the future and you know the time had come for them for for them to unfold. So what you have to do is you always have to cover your future with the blood of Jesus, and you have to always declare that you walk into a new day given to you by Jesus, and nothing that Satan has planned or nothing that the enemy has intended for your future will be fulfilled or will come to pass. Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world, and you trample over all scorpions and all snakes. You walk. And you tread over all demons and all works of Satan. And you overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. You declare these positive things into your life every day so that the works of Satan fall. Because Satan has really, really, really serious evil plans and serious intentions for, his, for, for God's people. And he plans for their future. That's why usually things you don't expect will usually happen to you. Sometimes you have a plan for yourself. Do you expect your next day or your next week or your future to go on so smoothly and so wonderful. But it doesn't always happen the way you want it to because Satan is somewhere planning people's futures. He plots for their future. And if those people don't really stand in the will of God and pray and fight, they'll realize that their futures and their tomorrows will really go unexpected. You realize that things will happen to you that you don't really expect. And they could really cause you to stumble, and they could really cause you to fall really, really bad. So I encourage all of you to keep doing all you can to make sure that you always put your future, you put the rest of the days of your life into God's hands, and say, Lord, I give tomorrow, I put tomorrow in your hands, I put next week into your hands, I put today in your hands, and Lord, let your will be done. I cover it with the blood of Jesus. Let everything that happens to me today, let everything that happens to me tomorrow. Be your will. Let it be your plan. Let it be exactly what, Father, you have intended and your purpose for me. Keep speaking these words. Keep saying because the more you say them, the more power and the more of the presence and the anointing of God you're releasing into your tomorrow. So keep saying these things into your life and they will happen and, you know, they will be fulfilled. Because Satan also says really negative things. He plots negative things and even they happen. So how much more will the good things you say in your life by the power of Jesus, how much more will they happen? So it's very important that, you know, you speak positive into your life daily, every single day you do this. Yes, I'd like to continue off by, um, continue on by talking about warfare. The next thing the Lord um, did let me know he wanted people to know about is warfare. 
as the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual evil wickednesses in high places, principalities. That's what we wrestle against. So everyone should put, you know, the full armor of God on. And the Lord is letting me know how serious this was. Um, because in the past few days, um, the Lord was letting me pray and just warfare against Satan, against demons. And I was just doing that. I just kept doing that every day, and I just kept praying, and I just kept warfaring. And this is what happened. Over time, suddenly, um, I just kept doing it constant. I just kept doing warfare, and I kept doing warfare. And there were times I would see things in the spirit. I would see, you know, demons that would try to come and that would try to intimidate. I was I was warfaring one of my brothers, and he was telling me about, you know, the things he would also see in the spirit. Sometimes he'd see demons. He said that would look like werewolves and like like a werewolf vampire creature, like demons of fear, really, really, really unclean spirits that were just trying to manifest. And the Lord is also teaching me things. The Holy Spirit is really speaking to me about things that I had no idea about as I was warfing. Warfing, he was teaching me things about, you know, about about the heavens and about the authority he's given to us and about the angels. The Lord is revealing to me things that would help me even grow and become a stronger warrior in Christ. And I was doing this, and as I was doing this, there were times that I would, you know, although it was hard for me, I would still, you know, try to pursue warfare and try to persevere in my warfaring. And then one night, I had this dream. And in this dream, I was fighting, I was fighting Lucifer, I was fighting Satan. And the dream, he looked really fat. Lucifer looked big and very, 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 very fat. And this is what the Lord is showing me in a dream, that when someone, when someone sins, or when someone is living in sin or living in dis disobedience, in the spirit, it's like they are under Satan. In a way, it's like, it's like Satan has his hand over them. They don't necessarily belong to Satan because nothing belongs to Satan. Everything belongs to God. But that person has. Put their, has put Satan in charge of their life. It's like there's a chain on your neck, and Satan is the one holding your chain. It's like Satan has become your master. In a way, it's like Satan is, is, let's say, holding you captive. So in a way, it's like he's become your master, and he's in charge but, of your life. But he's not necessarily in charge of your life because God is in charge of everything. God is in charge of Satan. But because of sin... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.